This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, the television show is called New Girl. Please welcome one of the stars of the show. You know him as Nick. This is Jake Johnson. Hello, everybody. It's purple at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> and for you as well. Yeah, for you, me as well. You share that with yeah, Ray J. Purple. Yeah. <laughs> Ray J and I have a lot in common. Yeah. It's both purple at the end of it. <laughs> and, and two hands with a space in between? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's where Ray J and I are very different men. Yours is just sort of like a port wine stain. <laughs> exactly. Mine's like a knuckle. <laughs> I love that. Wow, man. <laughs> uh, well, welcome to Philadelphia. Well, thanks for having me. Have you been here before? No, this is my first time. No kidding. Yeah. And you're just doing some press right now, kind of hanging out, making your making your rounds? Yeah, we're doing, uh, you know, New Girl sending me around for the end of the uh, season, so we're doing a bunch of cities in a few days. Okay. Uh, well, I know immediately Kathy over here took to the show right away, just absolutely fell in love with Yeah, it. when I saw the previews, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna, I don't watch a lot of TV. Um, like, Steve over here watches every show that's yep. ever been aired. Yeah. Uh, so I pick, and yeah. <laughs> I pick and choose what I have time for, and this is like my, this is my show now. I love it. I, it's so funny. I, I love Zoe Deschanel, and then uh, the three of you guys just are, are just as good as she is. I mean, it's it's a really great show. I'm really enjoying it. Thanks, Kathy. That's really nice. And yeah. you guys are are so funny on the. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you so it out the last well yes. the last ep- yeah I am a little bit the last episode um, when you went into uh, I guess growing tomatoes right I'm like I mean <laughs> what <laughs> you know? well so he, he you you do a, a rooftop. Um, garden. Your life is falling apart. Yes. And by the way, I agree with Kathy. I, I love the show. Thanks, and I think this was the funniest episode of the of the year, the last one. Oh, nice. Watching your descent into madness has been hilarious. But you try <laughs> to do this gardening thing, and even my, my wife was like, yeah, that's how frustrating it can be. Uh, uh, so so do you have any input into uh, into script or yeah, well, character? It, or? It's funny, you know, when what I've learned on this TV show is when you start doing a show, you book a part. Yeah. And on this one, you know, Nick was a guy who dropped out of law school pretty smart guy, pretty together, and then supposedly TV writers start writing for you. So now he's going crazy. He can't do anything. He's a loser with the ladies. He's an alcoholic. So, it, so I'm like, oh, great. I, I guess I do have input into Nick. Sure. It's, it's a bizarre commentary He, he will never you. go back to law school now that I'm playing the bar. But Kathy's right about the, the ensemble, and, and uh, it's, it's sort of like a altered reality because there are there are bizarre things that can occur but they're at the at the core of it is uh the fact that you all work there's a great symmetry between each other now with you and jess zoe's character right. there is this romantic tension and, and what i would i'm hoping that you that you as sort of sam and diana that oh. you know it doesn't doesn't hit uh, anything uh, totally. too soon. Do you agree with that? I, I do. And yeah. Sam and Diane are the ones to model anything after. Right, yeah. Anything you can touch near Cheers <laughs> yeah. for TV shows, it's just the best. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I, to be honest, with our show, Liz Merriweather, who's our head writer, she's very smart with things. Did she create the show? She created yeah, yeah. it. She did No Strings Attached, and then by doing that, she was able to do this show. And she's got a great handle on the Nick Jess stuff because a lot of people really want something to happen. Yeah. And something's going to happen. But how they handle it is really, you know, it's a big thing with this show. If you're a fan of this show and they screw that up, we can be in a little bit of trouble. I love watching you, though, and and currently your troublesome ex is back in your life, which is actually Charlie Day's wife yeah on uh, uh, sunny yeah. Oh, yeah who's 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 great yeah that's uh, right is it cool working with her and are you she's, a sunny fan i am a sunny yeah. fan yeah and she's awesome 
You know, we've had unbelievable guest stars with Dermot Maroney and Martin Starr and Lizzie Kaplan. You Justin know, Long. Justin Long is hilarious. The uh, the uh, the role playing in last week's episode. Oh my god! Yeah, well, they re- they replayed it. That yeah, one actually yeah. wasn't new. But when she role plays yeah. with Justin Long, yeah, she's ridiculous. not really good in bed. <laughs> but you know what? Steve pointed out to me. Um, and I didn't really, I didn't realize that this is what was happening, but how they kind of scaled back um, her uh, goofiness, I guess, yeah, totally. on the show, and and kind of made her like the mom, to, a little bit more of a mom to you guys, and like trying to get you on the right path. That's interesting. She's a little bit more of a voice of, of. Uh, I mean, she's still lovably, you know, eccentric, yeah. but she's not, you know, in, clinically insane. Right. So, <laughs> so, uh, and, and I think that right. works to you guys. We we love watching your characters. The, I mean, Schmidt and everybody, totally. you know, the, the, the characters all. Uh, get along. Had you guys at all worked with each other prior to this? No, I didn't know any of these guys. I, with the way it happened is Zoe got attached, um, you know, and then once you've got her, you're going to build around it. And the guy who plays Schmidt, Max and I, we actually auditioned on the same day. Oh. And they did the chemistry test where they brought us in. And Max and I, like Nick and Schmidt, are we really like each other. And we're really opposite. Had what you guys we, ever met before then? We hadn't. We you met, just got thrown together. We, we met in the room going okay. in and everything. The so first just the luck of the draw. Luck of the draw. Wow. You know, did he, you guys actually audition together? Like, did you go in together? We both went in individually. And then they do a thing called like a chemistry test where oh, we have okay. to read with Zoe. And so each of us read with Zoe. And then when they were really considering us, they put us next to each other to see if the show would work with, you know, us two on either side of her. And instantly walking in, he's making fun of the heftiness of my jeans and I'm telling him he's wearing lady jeans and we're like I think we're going to be friends <laughs> well, that's very very similar yeah he I, literally he walked in he's like man you look terrible and I'm like you honestly look like a lady <laughs> and it's like oh, good to meet you man talking about cl- clothing choice I have to ask this was watching the episode where you guys were on, on the beach and every you know you're, you go into the you look naked oh yes the uh, running into the ocean running into the ocean uh <laughs> What do they have you wear a sock or what? You know, or are you naked? To be perfect, the, it's the episode at the end of it. My character loses his mind and runs into the ocean at two in the morning, and I, we're, we can't fake that, so I had right. to run in. It would have been less humiliating if I was naked, because they put you in this like you know creamy panty. Really, <laughs> is all I can call it. Is that what you wear? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like the, it's like worse than like a lady panty, and you like <laughs> the crew is like sixty dudes, and you're just like standing there in these cream panties, and you're like just humiliate me and say get naked, idiot, and run into the water. Does that even remotely uh, hide your junk though? No, if it's everybody that tight? sees the junk, especially yeah. when you jump into a freezing ocean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At two in the morning, and I remember I'm starting with a purple knuckle. <laughs> so we're not ending like King Kong. Yeah. You're saying it's a mess to begin with. I mean, yeah, I'm not winning races at the start. <laughs> That's funny. All right. So as a um, as a person, uh, do you have any interest in music? Uh, not as an actor, you know, just you. Are you a musician or anything along those lines? I'm not. No. So you don't connect with Zoe on, on that level. You know, I'll, I'll be honest. I like listening to stuff, mm-hmm. but. I'm I'm not a guy who like loves going to karaoke. Right, right, right. <laughs> because I saw she does this Apple commercial for the iPhone, and That's she right. walks into this one room where she's talking to Siri, and I, I saw that there was a banjo in the room, and I'm like, does she ever break out the banjo? She does. Actually. Does she really? Yeah. That's kind of cool. It, I mean, you know, it really is. It's it, our hair and makeup trailer where you know you got to go the first hour of every day. Mm-hmm. She has instruments and she'll play, 
and she's like a real musician, so it's not weird or annoying. It's like yeah. a weird concert for six people. <laughs> you know, like certain people always right, jam on the cool. guitar, but they're not very good. And yes. You have to be like, right on, man, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Led Zeppelin rules, dude. Please stop playing. <laughs> she's legitimately good. That's uh, awesome. You 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 have uh, you've been in a couple things. Uh, I we were talking before the uh, uh, the break started here about Harold and Kumar 3D Christmas. Right. You played Jesus. That's right. In a, in a short scene, and you said working with Neil Patrick Harris was kind of a mind blower. Yeah, he's just a a hundred percent pro. Yeah, yeah, uh, and really funny. But that was a crazy day because you know if you saw the movie, yeah. G- you know Jesus is up in heaven and there's a bunch of strippers. <laughs> right, he's running like a nightclub. He's running like a nightclub, yeah, yeah. and the way they found all these strippers in the Detroit area. They just went to the strip clubs and said, do you want to be in a movie with Neil Patrick Harris? Right. And they all came out. And I thought for sure, this is going to be a weird day at work, but I'm going to be basically like shunned by these strippers. Right. Because I look like Jesus. <laughs> the amount of creepy sex vibes I got from these strippers, I was like, oh, there's a thing. Uh, yeah. Like, if there's a Jesus, like Jesus there's a thing. Wow. And to this day, I can't wrap my brain around that one. That's, wow. that's weird. Yeah, another, that's weird. Another uh, historical figure besides Jesus that you played is in one of my favorite uh, online series is Aaron Burr in, oh, in Drunk History. Drunk History. Yeah. And um, that series, I don't know that who came you. up with it. Yeah, yeah I didn't it, know that. It, it, it's just brilliant. Yeah. And, and so the, the conceit is obviously they get a historian to tell the actual history of something. And uh, Michael Sarah was a part of your that's series right. as well, too. So how did that come about for uh, you? Well, the creator of it is a guy named Derek Waters. He just did a pilot for it for Comedy Central. Oh, so no hopefully kidding. it's going to be a show like, next year. A real full-blown series. He gets in like a bus and goes to city to city. Awesome. And this is, these are the ones where these people get hammered, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, like, Hammer. vomiting. But experts. Wasted. Yeah. yeah. These and are then professors. They re- then they reenact it. I right. love that well, series. that started, actually, Derek was over at my house in Los Angeles. This was years ago, and we started playing heads-up quarters against each other. All right. Okay. And so, one-on-one quarters, yeah. you know, it's not going to end great. No. It's tough. And I've got a story about Otis Redding that, to this day, I believe to be true. <laughs> tell, and, tell us, I read about that. Tell the story. Quickly, if you well, can. Well, here's the quick version of it. Otis Redding and his wife, you know, wrote all their songs together. Yeah. Um, he was, she drove him to the airport one day. He stops. He gets on the small private plane. He stops, gets off the plane, goes to the car, and he says, no matter what happens, be good. Right. She goes, Otis, you're crazy. He goes, be good. Mm-hmm. She goes, all right, I'll be good. He gets on the plane. The plane crashes and he dies. Right. I told that story to Derek at probably 3 in the morning after, I would probably say, 19 Miller Lights. Right, right. <laughs> I thought, this guy's getting emotional. What a storyteller right, I right, am. Right, right, yeah. The next morning, he calls me up. He goes, my buddy Jeremy Connor is going to come by. We're going to buy a bunch of beer. We're going to get drunk, and I need you to tell that story again. <laughs> and I, go, I, I thought, like, wow, what a storyteller. What a great right. guy I am. And sure. I go, why? And he goes... Because the alcohol was making you lie so much that he goes, I want to get people to reenact it and have Otis Redding tell you in the middle, shut up, you drunk. And I was like, no way, dude. No. And then he goes, fine, I'm going to get somebody else. Will you be one of the actors? And we got our buddy Glag- Gagliardi to come and get drunk and do it. That's wow. great. That was the That's great. And then so the Aaron Burr one came about with, Aaron, with Sarah? Yeah, then the Aaron Burr one was, you know... Uh, our buddy Mark came, got drunk, and did it. And it was supposed to be Jason Ritter and myself. Okay. He bailed last minute. And Mike Sarah was like, sure. And then that one kind of took off yeah. online. Oh, it's so funny. I have to, I, I was reading about you, and you, for a little while, made 
you're living as a as a gambler? Yes. You were paid by the explain what it was. You were paid by the casinos Cal- to gamble. Well, California casinos are shady. So if you go, I mean, believe it or not, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They, believe it, yeah, yeah. In, in bad neighborhoods in California, the casinos are shady. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Life lessons, right? Um, Who would have thunk it? Yeah, you can't gamble against the house. So if you play blackjack, you don't play against the casino because it's technically a gaming room. Right. So you're playing against the other players. So somebody has to represent the house. So they, you, you're basically, you're the conduit, you're the human face of the casino at that point. That's right, but I don't work for the casino. I just worked for this, like, Chinese dude who started a company. <laughs> wow. So wow. it wasn't actually a business through the casino. Anybody can do it. We were called the corporation. Okay. And we would try to buy the house, but you could then hire us, and you could be the house, and I would bet against you. So did you take the winnings? No, I got, like, a small percentage if we won a lot, but it was really... You know, it was a day job when I moved. I made like fourteen bucks an hour. It was wow. just fun to like not be catering a you know a wedding. <laughs> you were paid to gamble. How cool I was was that? Get, yeah. yeah, it was good until I started dreaming, and the currency and my dreams were chips, <laughs> and I became a degenerate gambler. Yeah. Up to that point, Steve, it was very cool. <laughs> that was the downside. Yeah. If, if you're just jumping in with us, this is uh, Jake Johnson, who's on uh, the new girl. He plays Nick, but you've also got a, a movie, Safety Not Guaranteed, uh, that's coming out in June. Um, what's that about? That's about, uh, it's a movie I'm really proud of. It's Aubrey Plaza, Mark Duplass, myself. It's about a guy who made a real classified ad saying that he had the ability to time travel and he was looking for a partner to go back in time with him. And you had to bring your own weapons and your safety wasn't guaranteed. So, yeah. <laughs> this is based this on guy, a true story? It really happened. A guy really put this in the classified. Wow. Yeah. So the writer of this movie thought, let's, uh, let's do a fictional story of who this guy is. So my character is a reporter from a Seattle who grabs an intern played by Aubrey Plaza. We find this guy to figure out if this time machine is real or not. And, you know, a romance happens and there's laugh and there's heart. And we did it at Sundance and South by Southwest. And it's been kind of... Aubrey's hot. I, I yeah. think she's in a geeky way. She's from uh, uh, Parks and Recreation. She's from Parks, Funny People. Yeah. yeah and uh, But she is, is she that person? Is she that... Mousy, Mousy, <laughs> she's tough. She's yeah. tough. Yeah, I mean, I, she's one of my good friends. Yeah, yeah. she's tough. Is she? Yeah, yeah, well. she's fun. Okay, that's cool. So that, the character on Parks and Recreation—that's who she is. There's some truth to that. There's some truth. To that. <laughs> I just got an instant message that says this guy is the absolute man. His character on New Girl has got to be one of my favorites in comedy in a long time. Awesome. Do not say who wrote that message, and then we're in good shape. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Written by Jakey J. <laughs> <laughs> but I also saw we're on your Twitter account right now, and this is great. I don't know where you're flying from, but apparently the guy next to you was sleeping oh, with was his mouth open. And he looks snoring. like he's in a coma, dude. That, that was last night. You took a picture of him? Yeah. I oh, that's hilarious. I, it was so loud that before we took off, I thought there was engine problems. Uh, I was like looking down at a book, and I heard like a, huh, huh, and I was like, come on, dude. We haven't started that's flying, funny. pal. Oh, no. <laughs> do, you, do you ever get uh, confusion with Jack Johnson? I do, actually, yeah, every yeah. once in a while. Yeah. What so, about uh, Jake Johansson? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. No, I haven't got that. Really? Because yeah. Preston read your name last week because it was coming in this week, and I thought, no, Preston misread that, obviously. Jake Johansson's coming to read as a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out it's you. <laughs> no, when I first looked at it, I thought I thought it was Jack Johnson. Oh, really? I, I well, did, yeah. disappointing, yeah. That, isn't it? Yeah. I won't ever do that again. <laughs> I apologize. It was, it was haunting, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Remember I said I don't sing? That's yes. Kind of why. There was the proof. That's yeah. kind of why. 
right. How many how many episodes of uh, New Girl have you guys made? We shot 24 of the first season, Excellent. and we just got picked up for another 24. How cool is that? It's it, awesome. It, it is the the breakaway hit for. Uh, I mean, it's it's the thing everyone's talking about. Is it simultaneously wonderful and nerve wracking, or you know, it was all wonderful. It was really freaky through December. Yeah, the first began the beginning run of it when you're figuring out, and you guys probably know this, but what it's like to wake up at five in the morning every day. Yeah, oh yeah. Like your friends call and they're like, "You want to come out?" And I'm like, "Sure, if we can end by 9 30. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. You know the drill. Yeah, yeah. we're like, "Awesome, let's party hard at 5 p.m." So when I pass out by 8:45, <laughs> that's exactly it. it. That yeah, was yeah. a big adjustment. Yeah. yeah, but then once you get used to that, it's great having a job, and I love the people I work with, so it's really fun. Cool. Well, you know what, man? And right now, anytime you go by a newsstand, you will see uh, Zoe's face. Yeah, so many everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. She's so photogenic. Yeah, and uh, and quirky and fun and, and a nice change from. I mean, she's she's beautiful in her own way, as opposed to the kind of glossy, too good looking, you know, thing. And, totally. and I think right now people are really enjoying that, and that's great advertisement for the show, obviously. Uh, seeing her all over the place. She's right hilarious. Now. And the thing is, though, they put her in situations. That I think women just connect to immediately. The whole thing with Patrick Dempsey and and that that relationship that w- went asunder was, you know, her awkwardness. I think. And all of you guys, you all have very tangible, realistic foibles that the average viewer goes, hey, yeah, F and A, that's exactly it, you know? <laughs> yeah. so, uh, She's really great. Yeah, she, yeah. Uh, very cool. Are you a sports fan at all? I am. What, what's your sport? Well, I don't want to say. Hey, tennis? from Chicago. Oh, you see oh, a Cubs yeah. fan? Uh, yeah, I was at the game last night. I caught a foul ball. No, no way! way. Hey. Really? I'm carrying it around with me like a binky all day. <laughs> yeah, who's cool? Jimmy Rollins in the eighth inning. No nice. kidding! Yeah. Oh, wait, then oh, you got to be on TV. I, I, that's what we were thinking. We just sat down. It popped up. We caught it. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. Why? We can, we'll find it. We'll Ethan look for it. Jimmy Rollins. Okay. Um, <laughs> they're, what they're the show, f- They're showing up. They're There's showing nothing up. on here. All Where's right. that f- sound coming from? <laughs> that's me, by the way. Is that true? Having yeah. a tirade on air. Something, no, it was off air. <laughs> what the f- My computer kept making noise, and they were, they were recording, and this is... Where's that f- Sound coming from. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. It was uh, it was a weak moment for me. All right, uh, uh, but in the meantime, we have to give a farewell to uh, Jake's. Very cool to meet you, sir. Great to meet you, President. and uh, good luck with everything and the the new movie. And obviously, uh, New Girl continues on. That's on Fox Twenty Nine. Jake Johnson. Hey! Thank you, guys. Great to meet everybody. Take care, man. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in a minute. Here we are. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic solitaire Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. There was a bizarre little thing that Casey mentioned to me yesterday. Actually, we were all talking. And I wanted him to present this because I have a feeling that people might see something similar from time to time. Uh, there is a... Is, is it nearby here? You yeah, said? yeah. It's, I don't know, a quarter of a mile away. I can't think of... Um, I guess it's... Presidential. Is it presidential? All right, because uh, that's the street that 6ABC and NBC, NBC are on. <laughs> the target intersection. 
Yes. Right. Is that what yeah. you're talking yeah. about? Right. Yeah, presidential. Okay. Um, and and may, yeah. I, may I preface this before you tell us exactly what this is? How, how long have you noticed this anomaly? Months. Yeah. Months? Okay. Months. I thought it was longer than that. No, I mean, well, I, I, I don't... It, it had to have at least would you been say this entire year? this entire year. Let's say okay. let's say this entire year uh, because I go out to lunch with uh, with Chuck here in yeah. in, our, in our office. We, we go out I don't know like once a week or something like that. And oftentimes we'll go to like a Potbelly Chipotle right. or or somewhere over where that target is. And there has been this hubcap. And by the way, the hubcap <laughs> is now disintegrated. All right, and it's now just a rim of a hubcap that is sitting in the middle of that intersection, and it has been there for it's months. In the, the middle of the intersection. All right, it is. Uh, it is in. I would guess if you're on Route One, heading south, okay. it's in the southbound lanes. Okay, so um, it's actually in the street. It's in the street. It's not on the. It's not on the shoulder. Not on the shoulder. Wow. Thanks, I think. I think I was wrong. I think it might that might be Monument. I thought it was Monument. Yeah, yeah. I think it's Monument. Yeah. yeah then, right. then it's at the, the intersection of, of Route 1 and mm-hmm. Monument. And this... Would you now notice, if it was gone, would you notice that it was missing? Yes. Because uh, I had a similar thing uh, like this. So would you... Think think back. <laughs> think back as long as you can. It's always been there. It's always, it's <laughs> always, always been, been there. there. Yeah. I, Casey, no I know what you're has... talking about. Because yeah. if you come if you come off a monument and you make a left, like mm-hmm. when we're leaving, you kind of have to... I have to. I go over it. Yeah, you have to swerve to not hit it. I drive over it every day. You, every, every you day. drive over it? I, like, I drive... And, I, and, I, and I'm like, hey, there you are. All right, cool. You're still there. Good to know that you're still there. Right. Something about it means that God is in his heaven. Everything is right, right, in the right in the world. Right. I had a thing where before they started construction to fix Ridge, uh, they uh, you'd come down and there would be a um, a sweater, like a red sweater in the bushes. And even though they'd mow the area or whatever, there'd be this. And I would I would joke. I'd say. That's where Freddy Krueger died, <laughs> and it was it was always there. Yeah. Is it still there? No, Uh-oh. because of construction. the o- The only way to have that sweater removed from that area was to rebuild the entire street. Right, but it was and I, and like I I can see it clearly in my mind. It's always there. It was always like you know through through bad weather, through good weather, it was there. Yeah. That, that little sweater in the same spot. And it's it's one of these things. Well, the, this neighbor on my street, he lives uh, on the corner. There was um, for months. There was a uh, um, an orange juice container there in his bush. It just sat there, and and I it, listen. It was on the side of his house that I would imagine he doesn't check all the time, right? But Better it was there, any and it wasn't like this. It was big. I mean, yeah. it's you know, Florida orange juice, and it was there for my and like my neighbor pointed it out to me, and then I just it was there every single time, and then the one day well, do, I was like, you, hey, you're not there anymore. Do you feel in a way that if you were to move it, that you would f up something? Well, I didn't want to like move the it balance. Because, no, well, I just wanted to see where's, how long. Where's, where's my orange container? <laughs> right. Oh just, no! Now my daughter's gonna die. I just wanted to leave it there just to see how long it sits there. Just you know, Steve just is to like see that, how long. I don't know if you saw the Twilight Zone episode. The the guy had to uh, he had all these bizarre objects in his house. Yeah, yes, yeah. And yeah. If anything moved out, of, like an island would disappear in right. the Pacific or right, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. It was keeping the world in balance and check. Maybe these maybe these little things lying around or Jackie Mason would explode if you removed that orange <laughs> container. Oh my god. We can't have that. Oh, I should have moved it. So now you didn't tell your neighbor that he had this garbage sitting on the side of his house? Actually, he's a neighbor that 
I don't talk to because he's all the way up at the the end of the street. He's yeah. the garbage neighbor. Yeah, he's the yeah. garbage. You would neighbor. just see it driving by. Yeah, because every time you know I have to turn, I have to drive past his house, and there it is. Hi, orange juice container. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, as stupid as that sounds, and it's very stupid, but I, I understand know, it. I, I know that, like mentally, I, I have seen little things like that, whether it be like a little, I don't know, a, 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 a rag hanging on a piece of on a fence or something yeah. like that, and you're just like. There it is again. <laughs> Still like there. Like the Freddy Krueger sweater. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Let me let me go to Matt. Because uh, Matt, how you doing? Jose. Jose. What's up, man? Hey, man. Uh, every day, a couple of months ago, I would drive to work up in Bucks County on Upper Stump Road, and there was a deer on the side of the road, and nobody came to claim it or take it away or anything like that. And I watched that thing disintegrate from a full body dead deer into a skeleton. Yeah. And when they finally took it away, I felt like having a funeral for it or something Are like that. Are you kidding? It, it got down to skeleton level? There was nothing left except bones and horns. That was it. Matt, I have watched decomposition in progress as well. Really? Like, not not a deer, but like a possum or a smaller animal, and you'll see it when it's fresh, and then... <laughs> Sure enough, it's still there. And it's almost like watching a, you know, a, a, a biology experiment as it slowly decomposes. It, it looks like something out of Dances with Wolves. It, the deer horns, um, do they have horns or what are they? Like antlers? Little, antlers. Antlers, yeah. Antlers. Yeah. Antlers? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Rattlers. Rattlers, exactly. Yeah. All right, thanks, Matt. I appreciate Rattlers. it. Nick, what is this? You got to read this text. There was a dead raccoon on my 295 on-ramp for six months, and it was frozen initially when it died. They nicknamed the dead raccoon Bruce Willis. (laughs) (laughs) And it was there for six months. (laughs) So this must have been in the winter months? Yeah, I guess so. Bruce Willis. That's good. Name your roadkill. Sure. That's awesome. It'll it'll bring you closer to it. Makes it more personal. Uh, Hang on. Let me go to Chris. Hey, Chris, how you doing? Hey, man. What's going on? Not much, brother. What's up? Hey, there's this 40 bottle, like, right outside your neighborhood on 113. My like, neighborhood? Yeah, if you made a right out of your neighborhood, yeah. on the left-hand side, like, not even a quarter mile heading towards Skipback. Yeah. There's this 40 bottle there for, like, two years, right on the edge of the grass. Is it still there? I don't know. I haven't been home in a while, but it was there for, like, ever, like, through the winter and summer, and then another winter and summer. It was still there. Chris, Is when it, was the last time you saw it? Oh, uh, man, I haven't been home in, like, a year. But uh, so, was, Chris. Like, when I still... Like a year ago. Is it like right by where the uh, the, the 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 clubhouse is? It's like yeah, a little bit further down. There's this white house right there. It's All right, a quarter mile. I, I will look for that today. Thank look you. for that bottle. Awesome. Appreciate it, man. I want so your hubcap is still out there, Case. It's still there. It's there. I mean, we could send somebody and they could take a picture and they would show it to you. Um, it used to be a full hubcap, and now uh, I guess enough cars have run over it that it's just a ring. Well, so it's a somebody, giant silver ring. Somebody can go right now. Right? Yeah. I, I want to see it. And can we send one intern to just head over with a digital camera? And I'm fine with that. Yeah. Where exactly, Case? Um, it is at the intersection of Route 1 and um, Monument. Okay. And it's on the southbound lane side. So, like, if you're if you were making a left um, from Monument onto Route 1 North, you would have to drive over it like I do every I, time. I hope that it never disappears because I really want to I want to drive over it today. Right? Somebody's going to take it. Somebody says, uh, 
There's an instant message that says, maybe this can explain Casey's missing G.I. Joe DNA. You know, nothing can ever explain that. I have the case. I have no idea where that I was watching it went. over the weekend, Casey. Was it good? It, it's actually okay. <laughs> Man, yeah, it's actually okay. That. And I, I, I actually wept at the end of it because I realized you, you lost your DVD. Can I borrow yours? Well, I was actually on TV. Oh, so, son yeah, of yeah. a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like one, on cable? It's on cable. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Another instant message says, how about the full car bumper on 95 South for three months now? <laughs> I don't know where on 95 South, but I wouldn't doubt Doesn't it. Doesn't that blow your mind when something, that kind of refuse just sits there? Don't you figure that there's like street cleaning or, you know. Yeah, yeah something. That somebody comes by and says, hey, this huge chunk of shrapnel sitting here. Hang on. Let me go to Robert. Hey, Robert, how you doing? Hey, good morning. Morning. What's up, man? There is a bush, and do you ever see, like, shapes in there? Oh, it looks like a dog, looks like a cat. Right. Well, this one is in the shape of a penis, <laughs> <laughs> a huge penis. It's a bush. On the entrance, as you get on to the turnpike on Willow Grove. Okay. There, right. there is okay. a... <laughs> so six on 611, and you're going to get on the turnpike uh, headed uh, east or west? And it doesn't matter because you're getting on the turnpike. Okay. All right, yeah, because you got to go through the tolls, yeah. Exactly. It's on the right-hand side, and we've been watching this thing grow <laughs> for the is, last five years. Robert, is it before or after you go through the toll? It's before you get on the toll. Okay. We, we need right. someone to take a picture. Yeah. If you're out in Willow Grove, and you're going, <laughs> and, you can cl- and, and you can clearly make it out, Robert. It, it clearly looks it's like a, a penis push. Absolutely, 100%. We thought that somebody cut it that way and shaped it. But my son and I, since he was 13 years old, he's now 18, uh, we've been watching this thing grow. He was the one who found it. You've been watching it for five years, and nobody's noticed this. Nobody's noticed it. He's been watching a penis grow for five five years. years. All right, so somebody sees that that penis bush. It's off the, uh, where is it as you're coming up to the tolls? It's on the far right-hand side of the toll as you're getting on at the Willow Grove on-ramp. Interesting. Okay. All right, I want to see a picture of that. Well, thank you, Robert. You know what? If, if you can take a picture of it, you know right where it is. Send, yeah. Send it over yeah, to I, us. Yes, I will. All right, thanks, man. I appreciate so it. There's a bunch of girls hanging around. <laughs> yes, <thing. laughs> yes. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, let me see here. I'm going to... Uh, let's go to Doug. Hey, Doug, how you doing, man? Gadzooks. Gadzooks. What's up, buddy? All right, so I moved to Delaware about three years ago, and... Uh, I live on Church Ridge, where there's an overpass next to the Toys R Us and Cheeseburger Paradise. When I first moved there, there was this green, uh, or this container with a green top on it, and there's homeless guys that always used to be there. And anyway, this container's been there for three years with some kind of food in it, and it's still there today. And every time I pass by with a buddy, I'm like, dude, I totally would give you a hundred bucks if you open that thing up. <laughs> oh my god! So there is a container that's been in the same spot for three years that has some sort of green substance in it. Well, I don't even know. I think originally it was like maybe chicken or something, or it might have had actual food in there. Jar of chicken? Yeah, I, I don't know what it was. I would I wouldn't open it. I, I don't know if I would take a hundred dollars to open it, but it's been sitting there so long that whatever it was, it turned into a mush form, and it's still there right now. And it, I pass by it every morning, and I look at it like. I just really want to know what's inside. Dude, it, it's, it, at this point, it's probably become self-aware. Yeah. <laughs> right. It might, open, it might grab you and pull you in. Right. 
Doug, oh do you ever think today's the day? Today's the day. <laughs> it's it's, it's going to be gone, or I'm going to stop by and get it, or something along those lines. Well, I know if I'm ever ready to die, that may be the way to do it. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Doug. There, there was a, on the, the trail that I, I go every day, and I take different routes, but I go to the Wissick and, you know, park area, and there was a steamer trunk that had was partially open and looked like it had movie posters in it. And I, for some reason, I it was I was not going to go anywhere near this thing. I was sure there was some curse or something associated with it. But out in the middle of the woods, a steamer trunk, helicopter, dude, you with, gotta go check that out. I, uh, what if no, there's gold and diamonds in there? <laughs> no, it's gone now. Oh. But it sat there, and it's like, what? <laughs> like, how, how does yeah. it end up out in the middle of the woods? Hey. Get rid of that steamer trunk full of movie posters. Or these woods behind O'Hara, there was, um, and I don't know how the hell any of this stuff got back there, but there were old cars. Oh, dude, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. When I was a kid, there was there was an area, of the, and there was a big wooded area. We used Out to go in the middle of the woods? The woods yeah. And there was a car, two cars, and they were just, you know, they were beat, they were run down, all grown over and they stuff They just like abandoned that. them out there? Yeah. Really? Cars like, um, and this is where uh, we had that guy who was living in the woods, the mountain man. Yeah. Um, I guess he he had to he set up camp there, but there was cars, old refrigerators, and that's fine that you want to like dump your stuff. But I mean, you got to carry it through all this thick. Yeah, how did you get it there in the first place? It's got to be an easier way than walking a refrigerator deep into the woods. Right. We go to Walt. Walt, good morning. Yeah, how you doing, guys? Yeah, what's up, man? Yeah, I was. Uh, I live in Chester, and right on. Where I would bet the road is, if you take it down towards 95, there's an on ramp to where 322 is. Yes. There's a couch sitting there. It's been there for six months. <laughs> a couch? It. Yeah, a couch. So we should go sit on it. it. like last week, but I, I wanted to get out and just sit on it and have it sign posted. Sure. <laughs> just sit there. It was crazy. It just sat there, and they finally got rid of it. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Thanks. I, you know that that um, that one sign that was making its round on the internet. It's a, it's a picture of a cat and a dead cat on the side of the road, <laughs> where it just says "free cat" pointed at the cat. I know. I love that. But there's I another know. one that's making the rounds. It's a dead deer on the side of the road, and somebody bought some get well soon balloons <laughs> and tied it to its leg. Oh my god. <laughs> There was somebody uh, in, I, th- I think it might have been in St. Louis before I moved out here, and for a while they were starting to, yeah, they were starting to dress roadkill. Oh, were they? Go and put clothing on it, yeah. Uh, Do you remember just that? Just to dress it up a little. It was one morning we were coming into work, uh, and, and uh, it was a deer had been hit by a truck. Oh, remember? Just, oh, yeah. man. And it was on, it was Scattered on the blue route. I mean, it, it was, it looked like midnight meat train. It was blasted all, yeah, I mean, the whole lane was the, just all red. All the right? lanes mm-hmm. were just blasted with with deer pulp. Remember, I thought there was a dead pig on the side of the Schuylkill. It looked like a pig. <laughs> and what know. was it? I don't know. Find out? No? I don't know, but it, it sat human. there forever. It's just a human just being. Just a human being. Uh, let me go to, hold on, Brian wants to explain the penis-shaped bush. <laughs> Brian, good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up? Uh, yeah, my, my theory on the uh, penis-shaped bush is that the deer are coming in at night, and for some reason they always chew on the lower stuff, and they leave the top untouched. Uh, Brian, is it possible that they're doing that to make the bush look like a penis? <laughs> uh, you know what? If they're... Uh, 
perverted deer, I would. Yeah. They're I trying to know. make us laugh. That's not necessarily. I don't know if, if just eating the bottom would give it a penis shape. You no, because you got to eat the, you know, the, the, you got to do the veins and the. Right. <laughs> well, I don't know the, <laughs> the helmet, the whole thing. The nature of this particular <laughs> yeah. penis shrub or bush or whatever. It's it is. a lot of work. I think your your average deer is not smart enough to do all the, the veins and stuff. I'll have to see a picture of it to determine that. Uh, <laughs> let me see here. I'm going to go to. Let's go to Ryan. Hey, Ryan, how you doing? Morning, guys. Morning, Bob. What's up? Uh, on the way down to the shore, the back road's taking like 55 to 49. Mm-hmm. On the right-hand side, there's like this scarecrow made of a bunch of junk. It just pops out of the trees out of nowhere. <laughs> there's trees for like miles down there. I've been going down the shore for 20 years. I, I can't remember it not being there. Wait, just when 55 ends, right before you get to 47? No, right. No, right. When you get on to 49, you might drive like... Uh, maybe three or four miles down 49, and then on the right-hand side, there's a scarecrow. It comes out of nowhere. <laughs> All right, really? I, gotta look. I just I did that drive twice this, uh, over the last week. I have to look for it next time. So when you're heading yeah, south, so, towards so on your Jersey. right-hand side going down to South Jersey. So okay. you're saying 49, but I always went down 47. Is there a 49 that I don't know of? Yeah, yeah I, think, I think 59 oh, okay. to 49. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Hmm. It's called the Scarecrow Highway. So it's just made out of junk, and it doesn't appear to be a, uh, it's not a functional scarecrow. It's just. No, some... I mean, if you're ever on 49, it's just trees for miles. And then this thing is just, it's somewhere in the tree line. I, I, I'll have to check the mile marker next time I'm on it. Please. But it, it, it's it just it's just there every once in a while. I'll catch it every other time I go. Do you know it's wild when you see those those memorial things that people said a sort of car accident has taken place in some spot, yep. and they'll be so ornate yeah. and so distracting that you almost get into an accident. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean it's like O'Hara, my, my my high school, and I and I love O'Hara, but. They had a wrecked car in front of the the school this, yeah. this past spring, and I've seen it before. Where it's like mothers against drunk driving, right. or students against. This will drunk... show you what it's yeah. like. Yeah, there was a wrecked car, and it says uh, um, it had something to do with dis- distracted driving. And I was like, "Well, what the hell do you think you're doing to me right now? You <laughs> put a sign. Me. Yeah, you're distracting me. You're you're putting a sign on there that actually is very wordy. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like so. I'm, now I'm reading it, and it's in smaller font. <laughs> <laughs> You're distracting me, and right. it's right in a curve. There's a curve in the road right where the car is. So you're saying what they do is they just take out the old car and put in the new Rex. Right, they, right. Swap the new Rex out. Yeah, yeah. They just swap them out. All right, so are we sending someone down to get your uh, hubcap or we, no? We sent somebody? Really? Yes. yes. Are they going to take a picture or just or to bring it back? An interview. Yeah, we're going to do an interview with the hub guy. I did get an email from a guy named uh, Natty J, and he just graduated from uh, St. Joe's two years ago, and he says he remembers a hubcap from two years ago. <laughs> and hubcap he remembers from two years this ago. Very, this hubcap? Yeah, it, it can't be, because well, I'm, I'm guessing with the snow removal, it had to have been, like, pushed. Sure. You know? Yeah. You don't know. And we didn't get any, really any what, snow. What kind of spirit? What kind of, you know, yeah. maybe this is a determined hubcap. Gets pushed off to the side, I but but the fact that it got whittled down to simply just a ring shows a lot of time out on the street. Yeah, somebody here in some message said that they have seen the penis bush, and they said it's right next to the taint tree. Uh, <laughs> okay, yes. taint tree. In case you're interested, I think the the, the bears eat the uh, tree to make it look well, like. A taint. I want to see the picture of that because I I get over that way from time to time, and I would like to uh, I would like to of course. Uh, Take a good look at it. I want to see that bottle that's near your house. It's been there for a couple yeah, of years. Yeah, I'll look for that. I want to see the, the green slime in the jar that the guy believes was jarred chicken. 
Yes. <laughs> um, and we got to see the hubcap. The hubcap. got to start. Wait, wait, hang on one second, Preston, because there's a, a tweet that just came in at Casey, on a, on, and it was retweeted on the Preston and Steve account. Okay. Oh, we lose it. Son of a bitch. Let me see if I can pull it up. Okay. But, it, well, here, Casey, is this it? Can you see by this fence, by the black fence? Uh, hang on. That's not it? No. You, it's in the middle it's of the road. Okay. Well, he says it's in the middle of the road. Yeah. It is in the middle of the road. That, oh, that pic- picture that is not. Is, no. That All right. Like and that wouldn't be He's it. taking a look right now. we got to right. validate. You, you can't just go all willy-nilly and choose the wrong yeah. hubcap. Hubcap. I mean, come on. Yeah, this is science. We're Where are we after that? No, no. Not it? That's not, not it. it. Okay. All right. See, well, there we go. It's a good thing. Yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> we could have erroneously reported on the wrong hubcap. That was on the northbound side, I believe, as well. We're professional. So. I know we have sick break. We'll be back in a moment. So, yeah. From the Preston and Steve Show and all of us at WMMR, thank you. Thank you to each and every one who dropped off food, donated money, or lent a hand to produce this year's Camp Out for Hunger. Every donation is important, large or small, volunteer time or talent, vendor equipment and supplies, all to benefit our neighbors in need. Donations can still be made at your local Acme. Tune in tomorrow morning when Preston and Steve reveal this year's totals. Camp Out for Hunger would not be possible without the generosity of you and our partners. Event Quip, Fill Abundance, United Rentals, Equipment, Trucking and Warehousing, Republic Services, and UPS Rental, powered by SurePower. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger. Powered in part by Beanbow Bakeries USA, Pepsi, Duncan, and Stauffer. 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. We have a portion of our guests in here, uh-huh. so we can go ahead and, and uh, get on this. We've been playing a, a clip of, of this music and not telling you exactly who it is, and I'm right, going to play right. this again for you. And you know what? I've gotten a few uh, instant messages of people who uh, have found out who narrowed it down. Oh, they, oh really? They and, guessed it? And figured out who it is. But I will, I'll will i play something that will definitely give you an idea of who we're talking about. And uh, are you ready for this? Yeah. Here we go. There I think that go. pretty much clears it up yeah. for you. Hey, the gang from Hanson is here this morning. Taylor, Isaac, and Zach. Good morning. Taylor and Isaac are here. Hey, guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, let me turn the microphone on. That would we be don't good. need mics. We're just going to scream across the room. <laughs> we're, we're, we're singers, so we can, you know, project across go. the entirety that, of film. That wasn't a very subtle reveal, actually. It was kind of like... Okay. Yeah, well, a lot of people were guessing. If he were yeah. trying to hold this big sort of secretive thing, but apparently a lot of people were IMing and they were already guessed who it was. Oh, wow. so. That's awesome. We, uh, we, cool. we saw you guys uh, tour bus out in the parking lot, so thanks for waking up two minutes ago, I'm sure. Man. <laughs> That's okay, man. We just rolled over at bed, and they're like, okay, you're going that way. We're like, okay, lead us. Oh, you know? man. I was trying to get you guys in at 9 o'clock, mate, because yeah. you guys are going to perform this morning, and, and uh, you know, what I didn't want was for you to wake up and then have to perform and sing. I wanted yeah. you, you know, you know warm your voice up a little bit so yeah, yeah. you think you'll be ready to do that uh, absolutely not <laughs> yeah, okay. i mean because seriously you definitely dig down deep when when you're singing and stuff but uh, the, the song that we're playing it was called great divide and yeah. uh, you know we lifted off of your your myspace page uh uh, I, I want to let you guys know that uh, you were written up in Rolling Stone magazine. Yeah. Uh, there was a station in Chicago, Q101, 
who had yes. played the song straight up for a week and yeah. didn't tell their listeners who it was, and it was the most requested song of the entire yeah, it week. Yeah, just, it's, it's blown up hey, there. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. There he is. Wakey, wakey. That's me. The third Hanson arrived. <laughs> it's kind of awesome. For, for Zach to just kind of like walk in halfway through the, hey, you guys do an interview? <laughs> oh, awesome. Actually, cool. I, I, I'll just join I, you. I remember the, a very funny Zach, Zach walking into an interview it, moment. It was the same scenario. I oh, do share. Yeah. <laughs> I'm we like, hey guys, I got to go to the bathroom. 20 minutes later, where where is everybody? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and walking in on live TV or like, so where's Zach? Well, we we, we said, well, could, what do we say? And then Mike and I we actually said Zach well, in, in the bathroom. The bathroom. <laughs> and and so the guy then he goes, well, tell him to come when he's finished. You know, he's like, okay. So interview goes and well, here comes Zach. What show was yeah. it? Do you remember? It, it actually was a show in. Was it Australia? Is in Australia. I don't remember what, but what I do remember was that the host started playing a sousaphone. Which, okay. For those of you who don't know what a sousaphone is, it's kind of like a, a tuba, tuba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but a little bit bigger, I think. Yeah, yeah, so, it's the kind that wraps around, and, yeah, and, and yeah. like you see in a marching yeah. band, right? And then it's... we woke up. <laughs> I mean, sorry. Well, uh, we want to welcome you guys, first of all, to Philadelphia. You're going to be playing the Electric Factory tonight. That's and, right, yeah. And uh, you know what? I I'm, I'm have to admit this. I've, I have uh, I've been a fan, I mean, or at least of Mbop. I mean, I, yeah. I really dug I've worked in modern rock radio and rock radio and uh, kind of had to hide that fact a little bit because it was... <laughs> yeah, see, it was, it was a support group. <laughs> it was a support group. <laughs> yeah, no, but it was, such a, it was such a top 40 hit, you know, yeah, and here yeah. I'm trying to be Mr. Cool Radio DJ when I actually, quietly, I really like that song. I have it on my iPod, so... You know, I gave you guys a couple bucks there or whatever it costs. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Uh, but, but my respect lies in the fact that you guys at that age writing that humongous Mongo hit record, you wrote it yourselves. Yeah. And yeah. And, and that's that's a huge, and played it. huge achievement. Absolutely. How old uh, were the three of you when, when that hit, when that broke? Well, when it's, it broke. It's been 10 years since the yeah. first record. So, I mean, uh, Zach was 11. Isaac, Ike, was, oh, Ike was 16. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and I, was, that's, I was 14. Yeah. That's when we thought Zach was a girl. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, actually, correct that. It was me that they thought was a girl. Really? Yeah. I am officially the Chicken Hanson. Ah! <laughs> I am the you know what? You, you, you're taking one for the team. That's yeah. awesome. No, well, it's... Luckily, he's never taken one for the yeah. team. <laughs> actually, yeah, there's not. There's no team good enough that I could take one for the team. So, that, I mean, um, what was the... De- you, the you know, you're, you're, Preston's right. I mean, for, for you to have that, that ability at that age to do that... Uh, oh, I, I sing I, those harmonies so well, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I assume it's... A, it's a simultaneous blessing and a curse in that you know you, you the, the fear is you peak early and you and, yeah. and then you're not taken uh, you know as credible. But I mean, you guys obviously established you're competent musicians. Um, well, we've just kind of kept on doing what we set out to do, which was just be a band. And somehow on, or another, we uh, we're lucky enough that we have have fans ten yeah. years later. You know, I don't know. It, I, it's it's the kind of thing where we say it, you have to be able to. Not turn it off. You know, right, it's right, the kind right. of thing where when you're that age, if, if you go out there and start a band and start playing gigs when you're, you know, 14 years old, right. it's it's got to be something that's just so intrinsic to yeah. who you are. It's like Much you, less when you, you can't push it away. Six, nine, and 11 years old, which was when we really started. Yeah. There was Zach, six years old, and, and Zach sitting there singing and stuff. And then, you know, in between, we're like... You go? Yeah, all right. <laughs> you go to the next Yeah, all but right. T- I mean, you the know, thing just... is, like, 10 years, you know, it's been, like I said, t- 10 years since since the first record, and it just blows my mind just how many 
um, you know, again, like that we've been able to to do what we do for that long. As a fan base, after record, did yeah. they have they have they held on? I mean, did you, you have some original people who just followed you straight through from from the from yeah, that we album? Do. We do. I oh mean, yeah. Oh yeah. So, I mean, obviously, it's like ten years. Like no one's the same. Right. You know, yeah. It's funny because people are like, "Do you have the same fans?" We're like, "Well, we have a lot of the same fans, but they're not the same." You know, people. Yeah, they grew up too. Well, it's, yeah. they're just a, di- and it's like a different audience of a lot of the same. It goes people. from like you know the the girl and guy, you know, boyfriend girlfriend wearing khakis and like you know polo shirts to like the girl who is you know a pincushion. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, you know, body tats from, you know, wrists full to shoulder sleeves. and yeah. full sleeves, a whole nine yards. Definitely an eclectic group. Yeah, and, you know, sure. anything in between. Well, when you guys are six years old, you know, nine years old, 11, whatever, you yeah. know, you're traveling around, you're doing all this stuff. Do you even remember it? I mean, like, I don't remember anything from my childhood That's at point. six years old. Yeah. I do remember it uh, in in varying levels of detail. I mean, but of course, I remember last week in varying levels. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe that's a whole I remember problem. last night in varying levels. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, I, I want to get back to the Q101 thing uh, because it was. I thought it was really cool to give the listeners sort of a blind taste test. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know what I mean? Because obviously with the Mbop, you know, yeah. which, which was, you know, like uh, Preston was saying, a huge hit, uh, people have their idea of what Hanson is. Uh, uh, and then to be able to, you know, sort of like pull the wool over their eyes and, and just have the listeners hear the music for what it was and not who was doing it. Like, how important was that? And, and did that uh, um, did that happen anywhere else? Or because I mean, we, that's yeah, what they we did that with. Uh, they did that with, uh, believe it or not, a Donny Osmond song years yeah. ago. They no, did, right. did, yeah, yeah, and they because he had a stigma to him as yeah, well yeah. as being kind of a, a teeny bop, uh, you know, uh, uh, kind of a. Oh, on the cover of Sixteen magazine right, and stuff right, like yeah. that. So they did that, and it was it was the Soldier of Love song, which ended up being a big hit for him. Yeah. Well, well you know, I, I think part of the thing with that was in in the case of Q one hundred one. First of all, Spike, you know, is a is a real big supporter. He was the music director. He's from director Philly. There. He's oh yeah, and we worked with Electra, by the way, here oh, awesome. in Philly as well. Great. Well, you know, I mean, the the thing I think there is. We we are in a very very like image quote unquote conscious you know music business and so I think that's a bit a big factor in and why I mean, with a lot of the stations that, yeah, well, yeah well no with, like with regard to like stuff, you, know, you know the audience and everything else people get this very vivid picture in their in their minds as well as a musical you know reference in many cases a lot of people's reference to Hanson is more visual than it is musical and so I think for for Spike in particular he was like you know what I want to challenge people to have a more accurate musical picture of what this band is and that's kind of the blind taste test. Right, right. It's also it's on. also cool because I think the song Great Divide you know we're our, our typical homes you know like Hot AC and and top 40 stations but you know songs like Great Divide like they just fit more next to a lot of songs that are more rock songs well, like, uh, a station like Q101 it was like Hanson wouldn't like even if you know just playing Hanson on our station is actually kind of the main reason why they wanted to, to do it as the mystery band because it's like, you know, the, the fact that it's on this rock station is actually more, you know, the surprise than anything. Which, yeah, well, that's cool. It, it, it definitely, I mean, when I heard it, when I heard the song, it, it definitely fits in as, as a rock song, you know. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I got a feeling you guys, though, from the get go, sort of were very self aware and were able to make, because f- I remember you guys making fun of yourselves oh, like, yeah. right from the get go. We, we did so make you, fun you, of ourselves. You, you, knew, you knew what was happening and yeah. you knew what you were being pigeonholed as, and you figured, all right, we might as well have fun with it. Well, we did have a lot of fun with it, actually. We were on SNL uh, yeah. on, the, on a Christmas, I think it was actually the Christmas 
uh, episode of SNL was- in '97, and we we did a. A skit of all things, uh, teasing about the success of Umbop with Will Ferrell, which was yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, in and an Helen elevator, Hunt. right? In an elevator, <laughs> it was good fun. We had a lot yeah, of fun. I mean, you know, you, you, you got to be able to take yourself, yourself a little yeah. bit. Then uh, you know, you're in the wrong business. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> I got an instant message that says, uh, "This is from Ghostbuster 20. It says, "Do they still play Umbop, or have they put that one away?" Um, we never put it away. I mean, obviously, you don't start no. your set with some with that song, but right. it's like. Um, I mean, it's a song we wrote, and for that matter, it's a song that, you know, we were nominated for Grammys for, for yeah. writing, you know, like, so, I think, for us, it's never been about turning away from stuff that you started out at, it's, it's more just saying, well, we did that ten years ago. How much yeah. capital does that still generate for you, that song? Um, is it, it's is definitely, it? I mean, put it this way, we we have, you know, started a record company, you know, and, you know, done a lot of things of that nature from, you know, obviously from having success. Right, you know, yeah, as a yeah. Band, you know, you can't just do that. And, and a big part of the success is that first record and Umbop and, and, you know, and and our ability to have done it for 10 years is because we had a great launching pad. Right, yeah. Which is, is that tune, that record. And, you know, not a lot of bands ever get the chance to have a hit that is of that you know, size and and right. uh, and uh, awareness. Taylor, can, the world. can you still hit those those notes on that song? Um, well, not exactly that octave, but uh, <laughs> if you squeeze your crotch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you guys ever try and switch it up? Uh, you know, like a Vanilla Ice tried to make Ice Ice Baby into a metal hit. Do you guys ever try and slow it down or anything? I, I think that's. I mean, I, that that is 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 pretty strangely painful enough. To think actually, Umbop did start off as a ballad. The original original version of Umbop. Seriously. Did it? Yeah. Was it because you were uh, the drummer at 11 years old? Yeah, and, you me, and I couldn't right. keep tempo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, I with, with songs like that, you know, you play them and uh, you, you love them. I mean, obviously, like Tay said, it's not uh, what we're doing now and it wouldn't be yeah. if somebody said, what do you sound like? You wouldn't put that song on, but you, you still play it because there's also your fans have been with you for 10 years. Right, yeah. Those are songs they love. And yeah. you don't want to be one of those bands that tries to like, oh, we're throw not their that, pass you know? under the bus, you know, that says, no, that's not us. Because that's in a way, you're... And you guys have a bus. Yeah. 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 It's in our parking lot. Yeah. Yeah. If we were going to throw something under it, we'd have a bus to do that with. <laughs> exactly. Who wants to throw some stuff under the bus? <laughs> what I also yeah. think what Zach was getting at, too, is if, if you throw your old stuff under the bus, it's like throwing your fans under the right, bus yeah. a little bit. Yeah, there was yeah. A, I saw on VH1 the guy from Flock of Eagles, whoever the lead yeah. singer is. They, they did an interview. George Frappenham. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. And he, he said, uh, you know, he's like, everybody wants to hear I ran, and I'm sick of it. And I'm like, well, dude, get out of the business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you wrote a huge hit. Yeah. And I'm Sorry, you're married to it for the rest of your life if you want to keep selling tickets. I mean, you know what? When Paul McCartney got married a few years ago, what did it say? Before he got divorced. Yeah, before he got divorced. <laughs> it said, you know, she loves him, you know. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, stuck yeah. with it. And all kinds yeah, yeah. of all kinds of things. I mean, the guy was like in his late teens, early twenties when that came out. He's, you know, like in his sixties now. Yeah. You know, whatever. You know, I mean, you know, it, you're, you're always going to be related. Paul McCartney had? Yeah, yeah exactly. well, not, Really not that many. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's cool that you guys embrace your past and, and uh, that you're able to continue to tour together. Uh, I'm the oldest of, uh, of three brothers, and I want to know how you guys uh, can stand each other after working with one another. I love my two brothers, but I don't know if I could spend every single day touring with them, you know, going yeah. out on the road and working with them as, as my career. How do you do that? Um, I don't think there's really an answer for that. I yeah. mean, you know, it's, it's the kind of thing where... Well, it's beyond saying, yeah. It's not always. It's not. It's not always good. We're really each other's guts. We're really good liars. 
Hey, Zach, I, I like just, you. Uh, <laughs> you know, at some level, you um, <laughs> we all want to be making music, and, and the best way to do it is, is together, and uh, we figured that out a while ago, and, and so it's just a matter of kind of holding that together and having um, kind of the, the same drive towards the same goal. And then, you know, the other stuff, you just work it out, you know. But they know, level. like with you, they know that at any point they can count on you to be late. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you guys ever thought about changing the band name to like maybe I'm looking at your first names like maybe like uh, Zach Tailsack or something like that or <laughs> Tailsack? Yeah. About anything about putting the word <laughs> sack in there? You know, it's, it's a weird thing. It's sort of like the name, the word biscuit. You know, yeah. Tailsack. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. You know the you know the problem with that is you'd always end up being like Prince. You know. Symbol, formerly known as Prince. Right. You know, like formerly Hanson. Zit, yeah. or, you know, Frank Balsack. <laughs> and formerly known as Hanson, yeah. yeah. Know, formerly known as Hanson. <laughs> it's just not going to work. This uh, is yeah. really not flying. Yeah. Uh, so are we, uh, I guess we're not going to, it's too early for you guys to perform. No, actually, we're ready to perform. We're yeah. just busy talking. Oh, well, let's, right. let's do it. Well, you I, get your if I say we're ready, quote unquote, we're not actually, the guitar's <laughs> in the other room. <laughs> if you give us like break. three minutes or something like a that. break and then we can come back and okay. play for sure. All right, you want to do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's an, uh, actually a text message that we got in. It says, uh, hey guys, I do security at the electric factory and there are girls that have been sleeping out since 10 o'clock last Jesus night there. Jesus Christ. For the guy, really? the guys that are in our studio, let me reintroduce uh, Taylor, awesome. Isaac, and Zach from Hanson. Playing the electric factory. Is that pretty wild to hear that? That there are people just, camping out already? Um, honestly, it's kind of the norm. Yeah, the our fans are there. We have the most incredible fans in the world, but we jokingly call them Hanson heads because right. it's kind of like a deadhead experience. There's always people camping out and yeah. there before the shows. And I mean, honestly, it, it, it's, it is actually pretty common to see. Not, not that it is still is an, an incredible thing, but the, there, there's something about, um, and, and, I've, and I don't know how much we have to do with this, but, you know, Especially on the second or on the second tour, there started to be this idea that people would come early and they would just hang out. Hands and tailgaters. Like, they, it's it's kind of it's like people set up. They they get sleeping bags. They get their like fold out chairs and like people just you know yeah. They yeah. jam out Hanson. Like sing you know sing songs with the. Uh, you know, acoustic guitars is pretty sure. awesome. Sure, why not? <laughs> We're like, you know what? We really should start selling a whole line of Hanson barbecues or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, on the flip side of the rabid fans, there's an instant message from uh, somebody named Instigate. It says, uh, thanks for playing Mbop, uh, and I'll be humming it all day, you dick. <laughs> <laughs> Which is true. It is possibly one of the most infectious, infectious yeah. uh, hooks ever written. And, yeah. uh, I mean, that that's a great thing, but it's also, as we mentioned earlier, it's an obstacle that you guys have had to overcome a little bit. Not in forgetting the song or setting it aside, but moving beyond on that song as far sure. as other material. Yeah, that's why you're here like, For instance, when we came in, you played it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, now, here's, here's this was really cool. While we were in break, these guys were warming up and getting set, and these harmonies are just, they're amazing, aren't they? Yeah. They're yeah. good. They're I mean, really good. They're, they're so dead on. It's uh, it's incredible. Now, the new album is called The Walk. You yes. guys are doing yeah. The Walk Tour. And by the way, there's Hanson.net is the website if you want to check it out. And uh, what song are you going to play? We're going to play Great Divide. And okay. This is, this is the first song we put off uh, from the record. So. Beautiful. Well, let's check it out. This is Hanson with the Great Divide yeah. on MMR. <laughs>
some soul to it, and uh, man, you guys, the, the harmonies just blow me away. That's fantastic. Thanks, Thank man. you. Uh, what, uh, if, if people want to pick up the CD, is it is it out now, available? Yeah. It's it, it came out uh, just at the end of July, and okay. uh, it's called The Walk, and uh, yeah. I mean, again, definitely, we always talked about the live experience as being such an important part yeah. of the, this band. The tour is, I mean, it really is what it's all about. It's, it's, it's almost... A, it's almost impossible to take what this band is and get it onto a CD. Right. You know? Yeah. And we've 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 we re- we really tried with this record really hard to kind of capture close, that. I think we the performed. closest thing we've done it to done yeah, on any yeah, record. Yeah. So you feel yeah. really good about this? And, and do, do you think? I mean, obviously, it's it's not it's not been the, the 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 mission statement to change the way people perceive you as. But do you believe this will be uh, an end result of this album? I think people have responded really, really well to it. Uh, I think people have really felt like uh, that they kind of were starting to understand the band in a different way than they had it, before. You I know, mean, it's, it's funny, though, because, you know, it's never been about, it's not about, um, like you were talking about, you know, do you guys play the old music or not? It, you know, our music, like, even on that first record... Like, there was so much about that record, you know, that is so so it's similar to what we do now. Like, we right. did this 10 years ago. It's more, it's it's that thing of just getting, of getting more and more 
to kind of understand what it is that you do do, um, you know, and what you've always done. I think also know? people think understanding the band as as a three piece band is is different than understanding us as singers and 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 vocalists and songwriters. Right. Because I think on this record, on the walk, there's when you listen to the album, playing. there's a personality to who the band is that I think is unique to the record. And what we really aggressively tried to get was that. Well, you, you guys are some, yeah substantially different from. I mean, you, you guys are, are you guys all married or who's who's married? Now? We are actually <laughs> all married. All married. There you go. Crazy. Yeah, I mean, so you're living, you're living life. You're, you know, you got a whole different vibe going on. And uh, of course, when you're married, you have tons of pain (laughs) to write to write music. Spoken from from someone who sounds like they (laughs) either have been or you know were formerly, you know, (laughs) based on uh, their wife listening. You know, I I have to point this out that Zach is still clearly the little brother because he keeps trying to get on the mic and nobody's letting him (laughs) say anything. Well. You know, there's only uh, two mics here, so I'm just I'm, I'm trying to sneak my way in. Well, I, I was just going to say, I think also in some form with this record, um, I think being guys that are now actually the average of what most bands are, right, is maybe the biggest change about this record. Right. Less the music, but but the fact that even on our last album and even on the album since, um, you know, we've still always been. Slightly younger, younger than yeah. everybody, and now you know, ten years into it, we're the average of you know most of the bands. That you're you're actually what you should be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How old are you? You exactly. were freaks uh, before, yeah. but now yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're still freaks. We're just older. <laughs> <laughs> older freaks. Yeah. If yeah. We're, we've got people that Zach, Zach's twenty one, I'm twenty four, and I'm um, twenty six. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got bands now that, and this is actually pretty amazing. We've got bands that are our peers that are actually opening up for us. Or you know, you know, you know, sending us texts or sending us emails or whatever that are saying, you know, hey, I was, you know, got into making music, watching you guys, and, you know, as a, you know, twelve, right. your, fourteen, sixteen. Your contemporaries 16, were inspired yeah. by you. That's pretty like, wild. How yeah. does that work? And then it's, um, but that's, I mean, that's almost like the biggest compliment of the whole thing. It, it's pretty, yeah. it's pretty yeah. weird. It's like, like the twenty-year-old drummer in this one band and like. Uh, Long they, Island walks up to yeah. Zach. He's like, "Dude, seriously, like I learned to play drums by watching you." It's like, <laughs> so like that's why he sucks. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. Wait, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you said it before I. <laughs> Zach, you've calmed down a little bit too. Yeah. I remember you were the one who was always off the wall, like on MTV. Yeah, so. well, you know, unfortunately, I've gotten bigger, and I actually, I actually hurt a few people. I, I, I <laughs> He's knocked us. Like, I took uh, Rob Schneider. And uh, I, I jumped off a staircase and hit him in the face with a, a clipboard on accident. <laughs> and uh, and then, you know, I... I, I, I sure he almost, you know, I, took his leg off. Exactly. When yeah. Zach pushed like him off a stage. And, and, was, and so I, I figured I need to calm down. I need to uh, just get more of my aggression out on the drums. Back on the riddle. Uh, otherwise, yeah. <laughs> back on the riddle. Exactly. <laughs> well, we will take a break. We'll come back in a moment. And uh, Hanson is here, man. Yeah. Yeah. Hold it. Taylor, Isaac, and Zach, their triumphant return to Philadelphia. We'll be back in just a minute. There we are. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic solitaire Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. 
Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I saw this story, which was kind of interesting, and it was a study that was done. Almost three-quarters of U.S. adults age 18 to 49 say that sex is better while on vacation. Vacation sex. Yeah. Yes. Hotel That's... sex are we talking about or on the It beach? would have to be. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know not necessarily in the hotel room. Yeah. But... I had an argument with a friend about there. She says that vacation sex is better than hotel sex. And I think that you can just go and have hotel sex and, and not be on vacation. You can have airport sex and don't even fly anywhere. Just go and, uh, you know. Right. Never had just airport go to the sex. airport. But when are you bathroom. Staying, when are you staying in a hotel? Sometimes you're, not... you're going to go to a hotel just to get away from the kids. You know, We've just done to... that. Yeah. Okay. We went, my wife and I went in, uh, for our anniversary we got a room at the written house nice and it was great yeah and it was awesome and we yeah we did like three times that night there you that go you did three great. times while checking in yeah yeah exactly. <laughs> sir could you get off the counter <laughs> i don't know i consider <laughs> I, th- I think it's all a vacation that's uncanny Steve. yeah you had it's no I, I know how you sound <laughs> What were you saying? I, I think it's all a vacation. Like, if if I'm going to go to Atlantic City or the Rittenhouse for a night, it's a one-night vacation, a yeah. three-day vacation. Okay. So, hotel sex is vacation This is according to Zeusk.com. Uh, Zeusk? That's the website of Gods and Titans? Z-O-O-S-K.com. It's a romantic social network. And they commissioned a survey of adults age 18 to 49 and found that 22% said that beach vacations were the most romantic type of getaway. They, they are. Sex. Yeah. Do you ever go away, though, and you're so active that you're just like, uh, you just... Oh, yeah. yeah. You get like, tired and a, drunk. A, a lot of times, I, Claire and I will find that we are passing out at, like, night because I'm ripped. I'm totally bombed. No, like, but, you know, you actually go to bed earlier than you normally would because you're so active during the day. Yeah. Uh, just real quick on Zeusk.com, I know why I recognize that name. When I play Words with Friends, the little ad comes up after you make a move. Oh, it's, oh, it's yeah. Zeusk.com. Yeah, and it's it's two pretty girls saying it's like a, a MySpace ad. Yeah. Uh, do you need a date? Go to Zeusk.com. You're still using the free app? Oh, yeah. You're oh, not with, supposed with to? the commercials? Yeah. Uh, oh, no, I, I, I spent the buck and you don't get oh, those ads oh, anymore. I didn't know about that. Yeah. Hold on. So. <laughs> it's still the same games now? Yeah. Yeah. I can't get the same games up. I got to start new ones. Uh, oh you're God. helpless. I don't know what to tell you. She's like, my, this is like, Clara go, um, sweetie, there's a picture of a ferret that keeps popping up. What did you do? Did you click on something? Say yes. Pictures of ferret every day. And, and now I have to CSI nine levels back. Yeah. Hi, how come it's glowing green and playing taps? Right. What did you hit? <laughs> well, I, but I bought the app just like Preston. I didn't know that you could buy the app. I yeah. Thought, yes. yes. So I didn't and I bought it. Yeah, you're I playing Words it. with Friends free. And right. then there's Words with Friends mm. for a buck. The non-freeloader version. You don't get the ads on it anymore. Well, that's smart. It's kind of worth it. It's the it. same yeah. thing with Stop. um with a draw. Uh, draw draw something. something. Yeah, same okay. thing. I got to create new games. CSI, man. Got to dig nine levels down. Somebody help me. Uh, I think it's time for Kathy to download. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. You're you're (laughs) now... What's his name? Caruso? Caruso? Yeah. Right. Uh, Hang on. Let me go to a couple of calls. I have uh, Lamar on the phone. Hey, Lamar, good morning. Hey, Gadzooks, guys. Gadzooks, what's up? Um, see, see, you're talking about, like, hotel sex, and I had this girl I was dating in New Jersey. Yes. And we could never, like, you know, meet up when we want to. But one day we met up in this, like, we said, hey, I have this weekend off, let's meet up at the Liberty Bell Motel. <laughs> Sounds classy. Down. One night, it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. We almost basically broke the bed. Yeah. If I can be completely honest with you, because we didn't have that mindset of, 
caring about the space. Yeah, yeah, no, there's there's definitely a there's something that that ignites. You could be reckless. That, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the one thing is though, and guys, this is if you're going to do the motel route, if you're going to do the hotel route, skip up to the next level. Sure. Uh, you know, girls don't want to be lying in the sweat imprint of the previous resident. Yes. I tell you what, though, and just for fun, one time we did it. Um, what was the name of that place? In a it wasn't. No, it wasn't the end of the Dove, but uh, one, oh, of, one the of those. Nest. Yeah. Like, like a, uh, a in, fantasy hotel. Yeah, it's yeah. over in Cherry Hill. Yeah, okay. Uh, when um, Champagne Sanctuary not, used to be around. Champagne no, hot tubs and everything? We, well, we had the, like the jungle room. Oh. And so, it, I mean, like literally trees and stuff in your room. And <laughs> what was that like? Mirror on the, on the ceiling, nice. the whole deal. Were you afraid to touch anything? You know, nah, it was pretty yeah. lit, so <laughs> I didn't care. Alcohol stalls all At first, yeah. I was like, yeah, I don't care. And, uh, you know, we, we use the room for what it was there for. It's good. Yeah, but it, my wife has wanted to do like one of these... Uh, Champagne glasses? Yeah, one of these Pocono right. uh, places, uh, honeymoon places that has the uh, the heart-shaped hot tub and Let all that stuff. Let the fantasy Just, begin. Right. Exactly. Welcome to your fantasy room. Will you partake of the huge champagne glass which you can sit in? Wow! Just, um, if you could not talk about it, it would be great. Yeah. <laughs> so the candles. It smells like uh, I don't know licorice. I don't know what the thing is. It smells good. I don't know. As long as you get uh, an erection, right? Am I right? <laughs> so we only did that one time. But by the way, don't open a window. There's a tire thing next door. The tires are they're on fire. Nineteen uh, percent of the people uh, that were surveyed on Zusk. Uh, said that a trip to a romantic city was the most romantic vacation. 15% said a cruise. 15% said a trip to an exotic, far-flung locale. Yeah, like... Um, what the hell's that Point mean? Barrow, Alaska. Far-flung locale. I, I would say I would say the beach wins. Tropical locations win when it wins when it comes to raising your libido. 9% say bed and breakfast. No. No. Why not? No. Why would you I'm say no? You on that. We did it. We did a bed and breakfast thing one time. It's so quiet. There's too isn't many it? people around. And isn't it very. It's, and you're it's, in a house. Right. You're in, you know, you're not. You're, yeah, right. exactly. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, you're the king. You're the king. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, my God. There's awkward you're breakfast. You're me in half. <laughs> you're a jackhammer. Yeah. Yeah, you're my bitch. No, I'm a filthy girl. I'm a filthy, filthy girl. You're so bad. You're such a bitch. I'm gonna smack you in the face. I'm gonna smack you in the face. I do not find it. No, not there. No. I, oh. Yeah. I'm on vacation. Wrong one. I'm gonna have to get a room with thicker walls. Yeah. Slow down too much suction. Um, You'll hear the pop. Oh, <laughs> you okay there? You okay there? You heard a gunshot. No, it's okay. Just backdooring it. Oh, Lordy Lord. Uh, so only 9% say oh that a bed and breakfast. 8% said a road trip. And 5% said a camping excursion for romance. Uh, no, no. God, I don't even. And I think camping 
on TV oh. and stuff looks great, but yeah. I, I agree with yeah. you, Kathy. I, here's my method of camping. Where's the closest hotel? Yes. Drive me to the bear. I would, I'm, I almost went camping on Friday night. I can't wait to get back to camping. You know what? We have, we have several friends uh, and neighbors that are into it, and they have the RVs and everything. They've gone, they've, they've gone all out, and they, they, and they do it several times throughout the year. We've gone a couple of times. It's okay. Do you go all together, get, or do you go with this just it. the boys? Right? No, nah, we go with the whole family. Really? Yeah, but we have. We will rent a cabin. <laughs> Here's the deal, though. Boo. And then, what? Because <laughs> you think people think you're cheating. Yeah. My, Boo. I know. It's not I know. camping if you stay in a cabin. My it's wife sleeping my, in a cabin. My wife is. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I used to camp when I was a kid. My dad and I would go out and we went on went on trips and stuff, and I had a ball. But now that I'm an adult, I don't want to don't do that do anymore. That. My wife is the youngest of nine, and yes. so it would it was cause prohibitive for her family. To go, to, it couldn't go to a hotel. It was just it would, it would have killed them financially. So camping was the thing, and they all loved it. But man, no, not for me. I've now, never we been were, camping my whole life. Really? No. Oh man, it's a lot like of fun. It. And you nah, can, she wouldn't like it at uh-uh, all. Not, not at all. Well, you could go to like French Creek, and that's what I was looking at. We were no. going to go to French Creek. It's not that far away. <laughs> no. Um, and it was only twenty three bucks. <laughs> no, it was only. You have 20... to pay to sleep outside. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. got to pay for the site. You got a ramp site. I'll yeah. pay for the hotel and with Kathy, you. You know what? Here's what you do, Kathy. Before you drive through the gate, just set up your tent outside. On the median. Here I am. Yeah, Kathy, you'll love it. There's all kinds of people really close by. You yeah. can hear everything. Wow. And oh, no. Hey, do you folks like griddle cakes? Yeah, I and that happens, too. I yeah. probably wouldn't. I wouldn't mind that. What I would mind is the bugs. No, Kathy, do, wouldn't you delight in the thrill of having to suspend your food up in a tree and wiping your <laughs> yeah. ass with leaves? Oh, no, no, no. Casey, uh, <laughs> I appreciate you trying to sell them on it, it's, but, you know, you're not getting anywhere. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> But, it, like, I think that I really like the idea of camping more than actually when I get out into a tent. Because, like, if when you're there, like, it, you know, you, you get all geared up, you're excited about it, and then you get out there and you're like, man, this is uncomfortable. Where's the spa? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did a... Uh, I Where's was a, the otter? I was a camp counselor with for this Camp on Wheels one year, and we did all around the American West and Canadian West. Yeah. It was a really, really good time. And it was a whole bunch of really spoiled kids, mostly from Long Island, who had never been camping before right, in their yeah. lives. And, man, did they hate it initially. And then they started warming up to it. But, like, you, when you're thrown into something like that, you figure out ways to adjust and, Listen, and make yourself have a good time. I, I can see that under the right circumstances with the right equipment you might enjoy. Like, if you do something along the Colorado River or whatever, yeah. I like to go hiking out in areas. I just, at the end of the day, I, I would prefer to go back to a re- real bed. Yeah, well, you're not you really know. sleeping very well right, if you're yeah, going to yeah. be in a tent. You sure. know what? A few years ago, I was trying to look at uh, some different kinds of vacations we could take with the family. And, and Campy, I, I would like to do it at some, uh, again at some point. But I uh, just for the hell of it, I typed in like... I typed in uh, like luxury camping resorts. Okay, luxury camping resorts. Oh yeah, there's some. Huh. If you pay, you really? can you can get an awesome like, setup. Like what? What constitutes luxury camping? Well, like the, uh, uh, the tents are made out of chinchilla. No, no, no. I mean, like they they have excursions. Like, well, they'll fly off in a helicopter to go fly fishing, you know, or something wow. like that nearby. But but the we're looking at a picture like there that. Thing that's yeah. that's oh, like that's you can nice. sleep in that. Uh, the the tents are really nice with I, electricity. And, yeah, you would. But that stuff is insanely expensive. How much would it's you like pay for if, something like if that? If the Rolling Stones want to go camping, okay, they they go and they pay. I for want you to go camping. <laughs> I want to commune with nature. I want to go fly fishing. <laughs> oh. oh. Keith, would you put my worm on for me? <laughs> but uh, there's all. 
There's, uh, here you go, Steve. This one's for all the campers. That's what I looked at. Oh, yeah, yeah but it's pricey, man. And and I well, that's not even that's like that. It's gorgeous. I know. I, I mean, um, I just for the hell of it, I pulled. But that the up. bugs can still uh, get to you. Oh come on. Oh, I'm serious. Keith, where's the bug spray? <laughs> I'm getting eaten alive. No. Kathy, look around the bed. That's a mosquito netting. You untie those and it surrounds no, the bed. The spiders um, can still crawl. Up. And I also looked into. Uh, I also looked into um, uh, dude ranches. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Even like one that's not super luxurious for a family of five, which I am. Yeah, for like five days, ten grand. Yeah, what? easy. It's ridiculous. Oh, oh what about gosh. that place in the uh, scene? The tropical location you saw that was a hundred thousand dollars. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> wrong currency from a couple's retreat, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. That um, turns out that place is a hundred thousand dollars a night. <laughs> How's that possible? Because you didn't do the conversion. I was when you did um, uh, Yellowstone, did you camp or did you just stay in the hotels or the I cabins? Camped, there? I camped. I stayed in a hotel the first night because I didn't. I got there late and I didn't. I couldn't secure a campground. And then I camped out a couple of nights. And then I went down to to Jackson Hole and I was gonna camp. And I set all my stuff in my uh, camp area that I, which is only like you know ten bucks or whatever. Yeah. And um, I, I I went. And I had lunch and I came back and and they told me that a bear had come through my campsite. And I'm like. I'm checking in the resort. Wow. Yeah. Screw this. So I went and I stayed, and I, I I bucked up. I got this really nice suite, and it was kick ass with the uh, the Tetons, the Grand Tetons, yeah. right out the That's back. Awesome. It was beautiful. So I enjoyed that the most. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah. That was your greatest camping experience, Absolutely. the luxury hotel. Did you guys see the bear in uh, Bluebell this weekend? Yes. Yeah. 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 They yeah. caught a, a black bear that had actually put the town uh, on alert. Yeah. Really? They, they uh, locked down a couple of schools. Right. They couldn't. They wouldn't let the kids out. Wouldn't let anyone out. Hang on a second here. Uh, John says that there is a luxury campsite nearby. Oh. Hey, John, how you doing? Hey, good, man. Gadzooks, guys. Gadzooks. What's up, buddy? The name of this place is the Great Divide. It's uh, formerly the Green Valley Beach. It's in New Jersey. It's in Newton. It's amazing. Parmine and Lisa Torella own it. It's 100 acres, Preston. Yeah. Uh, they have uh, what they call almost camping. You could like rent these uh, these uh, high end cabins. There's uh, John. How much does does the average um, high end cabin go for? Uh, I think you can get it for like under under a grand a week. A oh, grand really? a week. Grand, under under a under grand. A grand. I mean, wow. you know, I mean, it's you know, it's 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 still pricey, but it's I could see if you're if you have you know a couple of people. Oh, they, they, have size, yeah. they have a ball. They they do music up there. They do all kinds of stuff. Hundred acres, beautiful lake, pools, all nine yards. Wow, wow. All right, I'll look into that. Thanks, See, that, John. Check it out. The Great Divide. It's right, also man. the yeah, guys. You guys rock. Thank, thank you, man. Take Thanks. it easy. We'll see ya. I, I want like good. I want this like the Grand Tetons. I want you know yeah. rivers Scenery running through it, the whole thing. I just don't want to go out. I, I don't want it to look like the Blair Witch Project. You know. Yeah, you got to head out west to really get the beautiful scene. Right. When I was in the Boy Scouts, we uh, we camped at this place called Delmont. I don't know if that's a straight up Boy Scout camp. I think it might be. I would love to go back there because. Um, it's kind of off the beaten path. Would they let you in now? With <laughs> well, no, but, but if you could... Like, I know I'm an adult man, but... If they had family camping there, they, they oh. had really great walking trails. Um, and, and I do like French Creek, but a lot of their walking trails are sort of like along a, a road at the same time. Well, it's that's kind of counterproductive. Right. Uh, hey, look, I'm hiking the road. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hang on a second. Let me go to uh, some camping stories here. Let me go to Trish. Hey, Trish, good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up? Um, me and my husband went camping at French Creek, and there was RVs across from us, 
And I'm walking back from the bathroom, and all I hear is a squeaky noise. And I look over, and this trailer's rocking back and forth. <laughs> it was so funny. So the next morning, my husband's singing loudly, Don't Rock the Boat, to this woman and <laughs> from did, that trailer. Did she, uh, did, do you think she perceived the, um, the message? Oh, yeah. She turned around and walked back in. And started banging again. Well, yeah. <laughs> hey, might as well. Yeah, man. yeah. Go for it. There's no drinking at uh, French Creek either. Yeah, I found that out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm getting in trouble. Actually, yeah, I felt like a teenager. Yeah. And they came over and they made us pour out our beer. You ever <laughs> been to Rick's? Oh, you were, you, were, were you with... Okay, yeah. I'm I not you. supposed yeah, to say yeah, 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 I got gotcha. you. Anyway. Uh, you ever been to Ricketts Glen up in the northern central part of Pennsylvania? I've been to Scurvy, Scurvy Palace. <laughs> Not Ricketts Glen. Ricketts Glen. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Scurvy yeah. Palace. I went no. to the Anal, Anal Fisher Valley. Scurvy. What is it? Scurvy what? Oh, remember the Anal Fisher ba- Valley. <laughs> is this a, a higher-end camp? No. Uh, Ricketts Glen is uh, just like a, like a French Creek-style camping place, but the really cool thing about the place is that there are... 30 to 50 waterfalls, and uh, so you walk around. Wow. And there's it's an like a goiter gully. Goiter yeah. gully. <laughs> Classic. Uh, I love water. To me, waterfalls are money. They, really, they're nature's money shot. <laughs> yeah? You know what? Yeah, You're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, all over my face. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, You're going to stand uh, underneath uh, it. Oh, I'm going to uh, take a bath in you it. you got to warn me. Uh, let me go to <laughs> Connor. Hey, Connor, good morning. Hey, you guys rock. Thank hey, you, my man. What's going on, Connor? Um, well, I went camping once, and I forgot a sleeping bag. So we actually had to use the emergency blanket that was in the first aid kit. Do those work? You had to unwrap. Does it work? I was sweating like crazy. I was wow. like on the inside. What, uh, right. what is the material? that? Because I've seen those emergency blankets. Mm-hmm. What are they made of that allows them to be so warm? It's like the noisiest tinfoil ever. <laughs> yeah, it's like a mix of uh, of plastic and 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 a and a foil coating on it. I actually I keep one in my car. Do you? Yeah. I mean, you never know. I mean, when obviously when winter rolls around and you could get stuck and and be you know your car runs out of gas and you may freeze. So I have one in there. I keep a little. Um, First aid kit, a so little survival you, kit. I think there might be one with that Bear Grylls survival kit I gave you, Casey. If you were to yes. break down on and City Line, car. would yeah. you take that out? What's that? If you broke down on City Line, was <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just, I set up a little so tent. <laughs> Dude, what's going on? This is a Starbucks right over there. You can go <laughs> to coffee. Inside. And... So cold. Um, <laughs> hang on, let me go to, uh, let me go to Laura's recommendation for Casey. Hey, Laura, good morning. Hello. Hey, what's up? Hey. Turn your radio down, Laura. Got it. All right. What's up? Um, well, I'm actually Irish Murph. I never just in there recently to say goodbye. They had to go to Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. I'm their uh, sister-in-law, so. Oh, you know. What the hell do you want to talk about? <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> we went, we go to Punch Freak every year. They come with us, and uh, we go with about 20, 25 family members. It's all good. You're not supposed to bring alcohol, but as long as you have koozies or just put it in solo cups, it's totally good. No, you're not totally good. You're you're still skirting the system at that point. It's great if you put your heroin inside a cigarette. You can still smoke it. So you're just saying you're just saying that uh, Casey, it's it should go to French Creek. Yeah, it's awesome. Okay. okay. Cool. All right. You just, you. Have to, you just have to break the law and hide your right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, well, is, it is nice. If I've you put it much. in a fake, uh, like a plaster cast, you know. <laughs> well, just no. I mean, listen, you know, the, the, if you're making enough noise, they're going to come and check it out, and they're going to make you pour out your, your alcohol. Yeah. Yeah, so. All right, anyway. Simple as that. But, I mean, you know, Kathy, will you like camping? Probably not. Should yeah. you do it at least once? Yes. 
Okay, I, I I'm 33 years old. Do you really think I'm going to go camping at Why this not? point? No. You know, just, go to the high-end place if you're going to do it. Just, I mean, you know, it's just probably worth it. I'll go camping if Steve goes with me. <laughs> yes, I'll it's, do that. Think of it this way. We can throw our hatchets together. <laughs> it's one... If you get I a news crew to do a story on it, Kathy will go camping. No. Yes. Kathy and won't. then we'll eat lots of seafood. Yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Let's start with shrimp. Let's go with everything shrimp, Kathy Shrimp and oysters around the campfire. Right. No, but I'm saying... And I'll tell ghost stories. I mean, it's it's one of those things you, you just ought to do at, in your lifetime at one time or another. I just admit I'm, it's a, one I'm night. a puss when it comes... I, I just, for me, the, the sleeping thing is so... I don't sleep well outside. Yeah. You know? I did sleep underneath uh, a sheet that we attached to our piano when we were little. Oh, Close enough. We said that was kidding. You didn't tell me that. Yeah. All right, never mind. Okay, cool. You got to turn that into a survival story. <laughs> You never wait. You never camped in your yard or anything you like make that. A, like maybe M Night Shyamalan can do it, where they did the twist ending. You should come out and you're in your living room. <laughs> Case we did. I think uh, you know a couple couple of times for birthdays, Christmas, whatever. We would get a tent and yeah, it would be set up in out the, the yard. yard. Yeah, yeah. But we never. I never slept out there. Okay. Oh. Hell no. All right. <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, thank you for your suggestions. Listen, we need to take a break. I will come back in just a moment. So stay right there. Wait, what's they? Where was that place, Preston and Steve said that guy did that thing that one time? Uh, don't bother your friends. If you missed something on the Preston and Steve show, the daily podcast and the YouTube stream are posted on PrestonandSteve.com every day after the show for just such occasions. It's always there and always free. And that is until the internet breaks and then we've got bigger problems. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. Uh, let's see here. A bear ate the corpse of a convicted killer in a wooded area of Canada. God damn, that was good. <laughs> the... <laughs> Mauled body of Rory Nelson Wagner was found in a rural area in southern British Columbia. Rory, uh, you were delicious. (laughs) I'm sorry, dude. You were dead. Police believe uh, Wagner was already dead in a 1986. Yeah, he was already dead. In a 1986 (laughs) Volkswagen Jetta, when the black bear broke into the vehicle, ate some parts of him, and dragged the rest of the body away. You know what this is like? This is like the bear's version of a Lunchable. The driver's window of the vehicle was down, and investigators noted numerous muddy animal prints and scratches on the car. So they assumed it was probably a muddy animal. Uh, Drug paraphernalia and a bottled liquor was found in the car. A coroner is conducting an autopsy and toxicology test. I like a little after dinner drink. Uh, Wagner and two other people were charged in the 1993 killing of a man they thought had sexually assaulted a relative. The man they killed was found not guilty of sexual assault charges. So Wagner was convicted for the murder, but he had been on parole. What's the uh, deal when a, when a bear... You've been to the park system a lot. If, if a bear tastes human flesh, is that an issue? Yeah, they will... A lot of, they, they'll put, a bear put down. him down. Yeah, yeah, okay, it, yeah. it usually be, to ensure that it, it doesn't get the... You know, the if it even gets a taste for it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Wagner was convicted for that murder, but had been on parole, as I said. Conservation officials said the bear was caught and may be killed to ensure public safety. A Tennessee man faces attempted murder charges after he allegedly shot his former roommate, a local TV meteorologist, with a crossbow and an arrow. 
Arrow. This is the uh, the bear from the last story. Did you say I'm going to be put down? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's possible. All right. <laughs> All right. Yeah, it looks so good. All right, I continue with this story. I'm All sorry. Right. Thanks for checking in, though. No problem. All right. Uh, Gerald D. Taylor is accused of breaking into the home that he had shared with Robert William Batot and fired shots at him with both a crossbow and a 9 millimeter pistol. He was committed. Batot, who works as a meteorologist for WJHL, filed an order of protection against Taylor in May, asking the court to keep him away from the home that they shared, as well as from going to Batot's workplace. Tornadoes are expected to touch down right where that arrow is. Uh, uh, Batat apparently had an arrow sticking from his chest when police arrived. Taylor attempted to run away from the scene but was apprehended by police. In the order of protection, uh, Batat had said that Taylor slashed the tires of his car, put water in his gas tank as well. Batat also said that Taylor threatened to slander his name and kill Batat and then himself. Uh, Batat, known on air as Rob Williams, issued a statement thanking the public for their concern. He says he is recovering with plans to return to the station soon. A bus driver has sued a Connecticut hospital saying staff at an affiliated facility failed to promptly and properly treat his painful erection and they watched a baseball game on television while he waited. Oh, my balls! Darren Scott is seeking $2 million in his federal lawsuit. Lawsuit says that Scott was diagnosed before the incident with a recurrent uh, priapism, a persistent painful erection unrelated to sexual stimulation. Scott was driving customers from Boston to New York when he suffered a persistent and disabling erection. You have a massive erection. After dropping off the customer, Scott said that he checked into an emergency medical facility affiliated with the hospital, but was told that he had to move his bus because he had... Look, he got a boner. <laughs> the fifth floor is the erection floor. Because he had parked it in the wrong place. Scott suffered more pain as a result of moving the bus, and when he explained he was in great pain, he was told to wait. While waiting, Scott said he noticed that the facility staff, including physicians on duty, were watching a game on TV. Scott said that his pain worsened, and he told the nurse. The staff, including the physicians, continue to watch the baseball game and ignore his condition, according to his lawsuit. You just sit right there, Slugger. After an, uh, an hour, Scott was brought into a treatment room. He said a doctor refused to properly inject his medication, and no effort was made to bring in a urologist. Scott said he was later taken to the hospital and forced to wait another four hours before wow. receiving treatment. What is the treatment for uh, is priapism? There's, there's some kind of medical, uh, some kind of medicine that they can give you, I guess. They show a picture of Roseanne Barr. He said, "Here, look at the." Oh, yeah! An operation was unsuccessful, and he remained in great pain for several months, so he is suing them. That's wild. Listen to this, man. A German freediver has apparently entered the Guinness World Records by holding his breath underwater for more than 20 minutes. No way. Yeah. Some of these... Did you ever see the documentary? I think it's called... Is it Deep Blue or yeah. something like that? About these dudes, and they, they hold on to like a, a weight, a weight yeah. and they... It's. I watch that and I freak out. This guy did. It, he does that stuff. He does the free diving, but he did this differently. Uh, Tom Sietas, who's thirty-five, complete, competed with former world record holder Brazilian Ricardo Bahia, Bahia to set the to set the new record by not inhaling for twenty-two minutes and twenty-two seconds. How? I guess if you train yourself to that, but yeah. at a certain point, don't. Things in your body start shutting down? The extraordinary feat is thought to have been co uh, completed in China in a That's pair... That's one full episode of Password, Preston. ...in a pair of tanks <laughs> net to, uh, next to one another over the weekend. Bahia's previous record Bye. was 
20 minutes and tw- 20 minutes and 21 seconds so he beat him by one second do they explain how he was yeah. able to do this okay Sieta has broken his own records on multiple occasions for the event officially known as static apnea since he first started doing it in 2000 he has also earned records in dynamic apnea which is the free diving where they go as deep as possible without right. breathing uh Sieta said that in the past he does not eat for five hours before carrying out the stunts and that slows his metabolism down okay he then fills his lungs with as much pure oxygen Oxygen as he can, so they take a big hit of pure okay. oxygen. So his, his his body's properly oxidized. Yep. Uh, but even without that, he once held the record for static apnea without pure ac- oxygen, holding his breath for ten minutes, ten minutes and twelve seconds. Uh, the current world record was set by Stephanie Mis- uh, Mifsud in two thousand nine with eleven minutes and thirty five seconds. Do you How think l- he could drink fifty cups of coffee? I don't know. <laughs> How long do you think you guys can hold your breath? Uh, not very long. Uh, I mean, I, I can do. I can do. A, I can do okay. I can, I can do a minute, but. Yeah. Uh, uh, that, I mean, think about that. 20 minutes yeah, that's, holding that's, your breath. I can't even uh, comprehend that. One last story. Police say a woman beat a man with her prosthetic leg during an argument. <laughs> she kicked his ass. Uh, investigators say the 29-year-old man got into a fight with a woman over groceries, and that's when the victim says a woman took off her leg and started beating him with it. <laughs> Cops say the woman's dialysis tube was pulled from her <gasps> neck during the scuffle. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Now, she's claiming that the man punched her and no charges have been filed in the incident, but she ripped off her own leg and beat Dude, the crap out of the guy. If you got it, use it. Yeah. Put a gun in it. Do like, uh, um, uh, what, what is the movie, A Planet Terror, where um, oh, yeah. Rose McGowan right. has yeah. the machine gun leg. Yep. Uh, so there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you. And I still, uh, there was, sometimes when it rains, it pours. There were so many twisted stories that I kept coming across while the searching around on la- uh, line last night. So I have a bunch more to go when we do the B-File uh, the next time around. So, take a break. Be back in a moment. Stay there. From the Preston and Steve Show and all of us at WMMR, thank you. Thank you to each and every one who dropped off food, donated money, or lent a hand to produce this year's Camp Out for Hunger. Every donation is important, large or small, volunteer time or talent, vendor equipment and supplies, all to benefit our neighbors in need. Donations can still be made at your local Acme. Tune in tomorrow morning when Preston and Steve reveal this year's totals. Camp Out for Hunger would not be possible without the generosity of you and our partners. IMS Technology Services, a clear alternative water supply. Worth USA, Shapiro Fire Protection, Sling Max Rigging Solutions, and MJ Corp Screen Printing and Sign Shop. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger. Powered in part by Beanbow Bakeries USA, Pepsi, Duncan, and Stauffer. 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. I'm very excited. Uh, I'm going to introduce him first, and I'm going to tell him uh, the story about how you guys told me he was uh, coming here. But uh, <laughs> he's won 23 awards from Modern Drummer Magazine, the second youngest person besides Neil Peart yeah. uh, to be in- inducted into the uh, Modern Drummer Hall of Fame, uh, Dream Theater, Liquid Tension Experiment, Adrenaline Mob, so many different projects. To, I can't name them all. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Portnoy. Yeah. Uh, hey. Thank you, thank you, thank you. How you doing, man? I'm hanging in there. What 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 have I gotten myself into here? <laughs> I thought I was just coming to do an interview, and this is like a full-on battle scene that's going on here. <laughs> I know. With, with a, an audience, and I, I'm I'm. What have I what have I done here? Well, the first thing Mike said to me is, he goes, "Hey, man, how you doing? You're going down." <laughs> Hope to God that you don't let up, because Preston has become friends with uh, Sticks It In You. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Steel, Steel Panther. Panther. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah Sticks had said that you know uh, he, he 
heard that you're a cool guy and that you'll probably take it easy on him. And I'm like, man, I, I really. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait. Hold on. This has been. I got to step into your for your defense here, Preston. Preston has never said this is a drum off. Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you how this yeah. started, yeah. Mike. Put, I, explain the history. I, I st- the other day it was Wednesday. I stepped out into the green room to go get some coffee or something like that, and I come back in and I hear Casey and Steve talking in some <laughs> kind of code. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell are these guys talking about? They're they're talking about me, and they didn't want me to know about it. And then uh, Steve goes, should we just tell him? Casey goes, yeah. And he goes, by the way, you're having a drum off of Mike Portnoy on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> and, I go, and I just go, no. <laughs> no. This is not my idea. Uh, but, and, and the way Steve explained it to me is he said, dude, imagine what a thrill that will be for you to be able to jam with somebody like that. And I pulled back and I'm like, you know what? Yes. How can I, how can I pass up an opportunity I mean, the, like the that? I mean, the Quest Love experience, he, he played, we had Quest Love in, in, in here as well. And it, you could just see it, it's a joy it, to, to be with someone who's at the top of their game and, and he's going to enjoy it as well. Is he at the top of his game? <laughs> I'm well past my peak, so you, you have an advantage on me. Well, you know what, Mike, and, and we'll get to Adrenaline Mom and everything that you're promoting, which, by the way, the CD sounds awesome. Oh, thank you, we man. We listened to it this morning. Thank and, you. And the collaboration with Lizzie Hale. And what a great choice. Come undone, man. Love that song. That's a great yeah. song. But I realize that in, in looking up information about you, you and I are the same age. Uh, we have the same influences. I mean, you probably, like me, had a boombox listening to, you know, uh, uh, Permanent Waves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so totally. trying to play along to it. And what are we trying? <laughs> I was able to. You, you weren't able to? <laughs> hey, I could play Natural Science. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I might be in trouble, though. That was That's one of my good. favorite songs to play. No, I said I could. I can't <laughs> anymore. No question. But, uh, uh, you know, Bonzo and, and, and all the greats you grew up playing along to. But at some point, you were you just a natural right off the bat? Did you pick it up right away? I was. I yeah. was never a heavy practitioner, to be honest with you. I mean, when I was when I was a kid, I practiced all the time because I was just so, you know, passionate about it. And I would practice for hours and hours and hours. But to be honest with you, the last 20 years or so, I just don't have time in my life to sit home and practice like I used to. So I, I think I definitely am more of a quote-unquote natural. You know, I'm not one of those guys that s- studies technique and works on things. I'm I, I'm kind of like I just sit down and just go, you know? Right, right. But but you're still able to do clinics and things like that. I mean, you, you can explain what you're doing to people if you yeah. need to. Yeah. I mean, I you know, I went to Berkeley College of Music um, back in the mid-'80s. That's a little fly-by-night school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That so, is, it's it's like Juilliard. I mean, it's yeah. really, it's difficult to get into. You have to audition and, and go through a, a big selection process, Yeah, right? but to be honest, it wasn't, about, it wasn't uh, drumming stuff I focused on there. I was, like, more into, you know, sight singing and, and reading and arranging and theory music and theory. Yeah, yeah, all ear training, all that kind of stuff. Right. So that stuff kind of helped round me more as a, a writer and a producer and, you know, the other stuff I do beyond the drums. Who was the first person that you looked to and said, okay, um, that's what I want to do? Um, well, and who pushed you over the edge you know what to walk onto it? Most people talk about when they saw the Beatles on Ed Sullivan, yeah. and, and that was the, the the moment where they knew what they wanted to do. I saw the Beatles on Ed Sullivan, and I saw John, and he was standing, and Paul was standing, and George was standing. <laughs> but who's that guy in the back? He's getting to sit the whole time. That's the that's what I want to do. <laughs> yeah. I want to be the drummer so I could sit the whole time. Right. No, but the, the real answer is is Keith Moon. Keith, Keith Moon, Moon was was the uh, the first drummer where I saw. And I was like, that's what I want to do. That's the type of drummer I want to be. Because Keith was so animated and such a, per- such a personality behind the drums. You couldn't take your eyes off of him. Yeah. And when I saw The Kids Are All Right, the Who movie in, in 79 Great when movie. I was a kid, I, I was like, that's what I want to do. I want to be a drummer like that. I want to be just this, you know, this 
Oh, hey, there he is on the screen. How, how'd they do that so quickly? Oh, we're, we're good Suddenly here. Keith Moon just popped up on the screen over there. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Keith, for that time, looking at this picture, hit, that drum kit was enormous. I actually, I did a Who tribute a couple of years ago, and uh, I did a New York, L.A., and Chicago show. New York and L.A. was a smaller kit, the, the more Tommy era. Wait, but go back to that other one. The uh, the gig I played in Chicago, the guy that uh, promoted the show replicated that exact kit for me. Wow! It, yeah, I assume was... that's a, that's a, a ridiculously large kit, With correct? The timpanis and yeah. everything. No, no, no. His Mike's yeah. kit is yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, that kit right there is like for one the... of my cocktail kits. Yeah, <laughs> for the time. Really? That was big, Kathy. You want how, how how many pieces would your largest drum kit have? About you think. 35? I've or, never counted. I don't know. It's it's insane. How it's a drum, it's not a drum kit. It's a drum village. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I have I have a story to tell about you. And actually, the kid's not here. Who the, the, I thought he was going to be here that the story's about. I went to the Rush uh, Snakes and Arrows uh, tour. And uh, we got meet and greet passes. And uh, we, were, we were getting ready to uh, to meet up with, with Alex and Getty. By the way, those guys do backstage better than anybody else. They've got it down to a size. And we were talking talking amongst, I was with some other industry people, and we had to wait a few minutes, and, and we talked about how a lot of the backstage experiences hurry up and wait, and we got on the conversation about, well, who would you wait, say, three or four hours to meet? I mean, to sit there in line and wait around and do nothing, and, and you know, like Mick Jagger and Bono, and, and these names started coming up. Well, my friend's son was there, and he goes... I think it'd be Mike Portnoy. Uh, I was like, really? And he said, yeah. And we got on a conversation about it. So we continue on. We moved on past that conversation. We're waiting in line to meet Rush. And I all of a sudden, I hear Matt. That's his name. I hear him go, oh, my God. Oh, my God. There he is. That's him. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, that's Mike Portnoy right over there. We were just talking about you. And he didn't even have to wait. No, he didn't. <laughs> because I told him, I'm like, dude. Go over and say hi. Did he? He sat there from. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't. Know what I'm, I'm like, if you look back on this and you say I could have gone over to say hi to him and I didn't do it, you're going to hate yourself. So just go over and say hi. He did. You took a picture of uh, him with him, and you, and it was a, a very cool rock and roll experience well, for this. Kid. I, I I had. Uh, just a great of an experience that afternoon myself. You know, I, I was like a kid in a candy store because Neil invited me down to soundcheck that afternoon. Wow. So I hung out with Neil and got to play his kit. And, you know, through the years, oh. he and I have kind of become friends. So, but I can relate, you know. So, the, you know, I'm glad I was able to make that kid's uh, afternoon. But I was having my own experience as well that afternoon. But now he's over you. He didn't show up today. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's sick. He's sick, he's man. Sick. Oh, Marilyn came back and, she, and he is so bummed out. But, yeah, uh, he's... He's well, sick. I was I was I walked through the hallway because I did the stage announcement for that show. I got to to you know say uh, not coming up uh, like coming up in just yeah. a couple minutes rush you know. But um, I was walking through the hallway and I walked by the room where he had his practice kit set up and he was right. warming up and I, I could just I lingered around for about thirty seconds <laughs> and listened and I got the hell out of there because I know you know you don't want to cross Neil because he's a very serious man and he takes his business very seriously. Uh, but that was really really cool and uh, and he didn't you know he's the guy that as as a young kid listening to that i was blown away by what that guy could do and he shaped uh what ended up being a pretty remedial drummer <laughs> <laughs> well you seem you seem to take uh ownership and, and and embrace the fact that you're serving as an inspiration for a lot of drummers and, and uh it's not lost on you have you met anybody who's achieved a level of success who's been inspired by you i know you're relatively young still but um well yeah, there's a, oh, there's Neil on the screen right now. This yeah. is amazing. Um, it, it's always really, really flattering to me when I meet 
up and coming drummers that cite me as an influence, and it also it's gotta be. Yeah, yeah, it also makes me realize how you know, I guess how time is flying. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Um, but, do, you, do you see yourself in in a lot of uh, faces that come up to you? I mean, you know. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But you know, to to me, the biggest compliment is when I meet other drummers in other genres that cite me as an influence, like uh, wow. like Joey Jordison from Slipknot, and uh, you know. Chris Adler from Lamb of God. These guys are more like thrash drummers, and, you know, they'll tell me how they grew up listening to me and, you know, Dream Theater and stuff like that. And when I see, you know, it's one thing when I meet other drummers that are doing, like, progressive music and the genre I'm a part of, but when I meet people that are in other genres, and that, to me, is a, is a great compliment. I don't know. Well, I, you know what, and, and I was thinking about this very thing this morning when you're coming in, is that I think that drummers are kind of <clears throat> unique in that regard, in that we will listen to other genres because there are so many great drummers in different genres. Last night, as I was, uh, you know, digging up some, some video of you, I kind of fell into, like, the YouTube hole where you just start yeah, going yeah, from yeah, video sure. to video to video. And then it's off to porn. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Always ends up there. Eventually. Yeah. <laughs> but on my way there, I stopped off in the jazz land, and I was looking like Peter Erskine and Steve Smith and all these other just amazing drummers. And I think that, that drummers are unique and that we will explore other things that, that are not our main focus of interest. You and know? I think drummers are also not very uh, competitive. They're, they're more inspired by other drummers. Like, I do a lot of drum shows where there'll be, you know, guys from Terry Bozio to Steve Smith to Chad Smith or whatever, and everybody's just watching each other, and there's a lot of camaraderie, and everybody's inspired by each other. I've been to you know, other situations like at the NAM show or whatever where the guitar players, you know, they'll turn their back. They don't want each other copying their, really? their licks and their riffs yeah. and stuff like that. But uh, the drum world, there's a lot of camaraderie and, and yeah. everybody's just very, very open and sharing and inspired by each other. There's 15-year-old kids today that could probably drum circles around me and, and that have technique that I would never even be able to touch. But it's all about the evolution. I mean, you know, if I look back to my influences, it started with Ringo and then Keith Moon and John Bonham and then Neil Peart. And as time went on, you know, musicians develop, music develop, drummers develop, and, and it's kind of an evolution. Then came the, you know, the metal drummers, you know, Metallica and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, and then my, my place in the evolution was like around the 90s when I hit the scene and stuff like that. I was doing more of the progressive stuff. But, you know, in the 20 years since then, you know, the, the, the level of playing and technique in, in young drummers today, it's, it's unbelievable. And you go on YouTube and you'll see like, Literally, like eight-year-old kids playing, you know, my stuff. You know yeah. that I that I was like thirty years old when I recorded, and it's it's just unbelievable how the bar keeps rising and rising and rising. And you know, what? someday some kids are going to be able to go to YouTube and see Preston Elliott and uh, and Mike Portnoy <laughs> have a major <laughs> drum. Right. I, I had to keep reminding Preston that this would, especially in this realm and, and, the, and the fanatic fan base for you, Mike, that, that this would go viral. Whatever videos generated here, so this will live uh, in. Uh, in either infamy or or be celebrated, but we'll, we're going to generate some history here today. I think he's he's going to he's going to take me down. I got a horrible, so? I got a horrible feeling about this. <laughs> no, 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 My no, reputation no. is is about to completely go down the the toilet. <laughs> Let me here's here, this. I was trying to think of a way before we played to describe what level of drummer I am. And uh, so I I back in the day I Def Leppard. Well, <laughs> back in the day I you know I played in a cover band, and that's when I was playing frequently and uh and then i got into radio and i moved into an apartment i couldn't play anymore you know i just didn't have a kit that i could play so uh here here's where i stand now it let's say you're at a wedding okay and uh, you're having a good time and all of a sudden uh during a break the the drummer falls down and he breaks his arm they still got a set left to go oh my god what are we gonna do 
I'm your man. All right, I'll step in. I'll finish the rest of the yeah. night. That's about the level of the drummer that I am. So I can I can handle certain situations, but I'm not. Uh, I've only, I've got a handful of little things in my bag of tricks, but that's it. Yeah, but you played with Steel Panther on stage. I did. Really? I nailed it. Too, and that was man. good. Cool. Yeah, stick tossing everything. Well, you have a serious. Uh, advantage on me here because I I don't think I've ever been up this early. So <laughs> you have a real advantage. That, that is over true. Well, let's get to it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, dude, my heart is pounding. <laughs> through oh my chest man, right now, dude. All right, you want we're getting behind the drums. Yeah, yeah I'm going yeah. to play the little I, one over I, here. Like I said, I don't think I've ever played drums at this time of the morning. So you <laughs> really have something on me. Oh, Come God. on, Francis. I have to pee, man. I really got to pee. Hey, 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 hey. He's walking around. You also have the advantage. I've never sat behind these drums. I have no idea. You, you've probably been warming up on your kit. A little bit. A little bit. Like, that'll make a difference. All right. Dude, I really got to take a leak. That was me, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted, wanted everybody to know that. No, that was Mike. I'm, I'm, my, my drum kit is a little bit... Uh, it's a little higher uh, pitch, so you'll be able to tell the difference between... Uh, Let me hear yours. All right. And this is mine. All right. Game I, over, man. I reached over. <laughs> so, so, Mike, you want to uh, want to do like two bars of four trade off, or no? I just want to take you down, man. <laughs> I don't do this trading off stuff. What do you think, guys? Why do I? I don't know. What do you got? Uh, I, how about yeah? How about uh, or do you just want to play a uh, see? If we really work. Just freeform. Just do it. <laughs> Name 
got that. Hockey teachers. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you give me you, one. You name this. Okay. Uh, I'll pull in the rain. That's an awesome one. That's a great one. One of Bonham's greatest. I'll give you another one, all right? Okay. These are the only two I thought of. I thought we might do this. So. Are you ready? Uh-huh. Rosanna. Get out the swing down. He's got that shuffle swing down. That's uh, Jeff, Jeff Picaro. Jeff Picaro. I just covered a Jeff Picaro tune. I just did a cover of Lido Shuffle. Oh, nice. Skaggs. I didn't yeah, know yeah. that was Jeff Picaro. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. You got that shuffle down, though. That's pretty good, man. I love that ghosted note in give there. Me, give me some Rush. Some, you got some Neil? Uh, yeah, but, I mean, I you said you knew natural science. Yeah, of course. I love that one. That's great. What is that? The text request for Honor Thy Father. Honor Thy Father. Oh, uh, <laughs> That's one of mine. I don't know. I'll uh, tell you what. How about this? I forgot how it goes. Something like that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Can you do uh, the intro to Paradigm Shift? Paradigm Shift? Uh, Jesus. Wow. All right. That's one of yours as well, right? Yeah. What song is that? Can we use we use that as a as a bed and I'm six o'clock. Six o'clock. Okay. Yeah, we use we, we use a lot of your stuff uh, coming in and out of songs. Oh cool. Yeah, yeah. Cool. For free. For free. Yeah. <laughs> for free. And uh, those songs anymore. are great for, for disc jockeys because they're so long. They give those are great for bathroom breaks. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. yeah. Like, I was we, always impressed do... with Wipeout. I always thought that was pretty hard to play. It's a video. You, have you ever seen uh, the drummer at the wrong gig? No. Huh? You never saw the drummer at the wrong gig? What is it? Oh, yeah. Like eight million hits or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that guy, the, the, guy... The, wedding guy. Oh, the wedding guy. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah, doing all the, the stick tricks. Yeah. There's yeah, a yeah. video of me and him doing Wipeout together on YouTube somewhere. Oh, that's great. We did a drum, drum, we did a drum festival together a couple of years ago. and uh, The guy's doing all the jazz cheers and flipping the things yeah, around. He's yeah, totally. at a wedding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we did this drum show, and he played Wipeout, and then I came up and like took over the kid. We were playing together. It was fun, man. That, that, guy, is, that cool. guy is awesome. Is he, he is good? good? Yeah. You know what? That, oh, that yeah. thing got kind of passed, passed around as a joke, but being a drummer, because he's, he's playing Sharp Dress Man, it's a very simple rhythm, but everything he's doing around that and still able to play oh, yeah. that simple rhythm is really hard oh, to do. His time is impeccable. Yeah. yeah. With all the tricks, he doesn't miss a beat. He's, a, he's amazing, and he's, oh, look, there's a, uh, on the screen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's him in my dressing room uh, showing me some of the tricks. Okay. Uh, that's on my practice bed kit when I was out with Avenged Sevenfold. There he is. That's, awesome. that's that <laughs> move where it looks like he's getting attacked by killer bees. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, you, if you, you're not familiar with what he's talking about, it, the, the guy's just gesticulating wildly but still managing to play the song. He was showing my, my son some uh, some cool drum tricks. Who is running the video? That, that's right amazing that they pulled that's that right up yeah, so quickly. Yeah, yeah. control room, yeah. Awesome, dude. <laughs> wow. All right, could, can we do one more little back and forth? Yeah, man. All right, so here's what I want to do, because I semi had a, a, a little bit of a plan of what I might want to do. Then I proceed. Uh, Mike seems very uh, an amenable. Awesome guy. Yeah. I'm, I'm, and I'm, I'm dying over here. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so yeah, I was going to play two bars of four, and then you play two bars of four, and we'll just kind of solo back and forth. Okay. And then maybe meet up for a, a rhythm in the middle or something like I that. Have a donut in the yeah. smoke. Yeah. <laughs> donut in the smoke. All right. Change my underpants. <laughs> I need a hug from this guy. <laughs> You're the man. It was impossible not to, I'm sorry. It was Very impossible cool. not to smile during that entire yeah. thing. That, just that, was, that was incredible. That, well, that was awesome. High five, dude. That was yeah, phenomenal. Job, awesome. That is awesome. That's cool, man. So cool. Well, and I see what you you say, Mike, about and what you guys say about the camaraderie between drummers. You you know, I, I have a feeling you'd find that less amongst. Well, no, it's only here. because I I schooled him. If he. If he <laughs> Yeah, you kicked his ass. So that, no, what do you think? He's pretty he's awesome. Good, right? yeah. Absolutely awesome. Yeah, he beats himself up, but he does a good job. Now, I get, you know, listen, first of all, I'm blown away right now. I could cry right now. <laughs> no, Come I'm on, not do it. I'm not going to go that far. But, I mean, it's really, go back, Mike, to when you were a kid and the thought of being able to sit down with, with one of your idols, one of your heroes, and play with them. That's what I feel right now. So I did, I did cool. have that experience, and it, it completely... I was so intimidated. I, I got uh, I got a chance to play with Bill Bruford you know, oh, 20 years ago. Legendary. I yes. mean, through the years now, I've, I've gotten to play with Terry Bozio and all these guys, you know, recently. But I'm like 20 years ago, yeah. before I was 
you know, really you made a name for yourself. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And me and Bill got to jam together, and I I was just so intimidated. I mean, I was scared. As was. Yes. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so Bill's, Bill's a gentleman, isn't yes, he? Yes. Totally, totally. Yeah. But he still schooled me. <laughs> yeah. Hey, wow. I, got a, I got an email from a guy that worked down at Philadelphia Insurance Companies on the third floor, and he's like, I can hear you guys on the third floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, sorry about that. Oh, that will man. brighten their day. We up. were actually, when they were testing out the drum kits, and obviously these studios are supposed to be soundproof, but. Our uh, afternoon guy Jackson was on the air, and uh, it was going on air through the wall. So there's some volume. Let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> Mike's been an honor. Thanks, Thank you, Mike. man. Thank you. Thanks for here. having me, Mike Portnoy. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Yeah. All right, we'll take a break and be right back. Stay there. Wait, what's he? Where was that place, Preston and Steve said that guy did that thing that one time? Uh, don't bother your friends. If you missed something on the Preston and Steve show, the daily podcast and the YouTube stream are posted on PrestonandSteve.com every day after the show for just such occasions. It's always there and always free. That is until the internet breaks in and we've got bigger problems. We all got this email. Did you guys all read this uh, from our friend uh, Rich who sent this in? Yeah. Uh, Richard Riseway, who is the senior writer. Yeah. I saw at the bottom here. Senior writer at Philadelphia Magazine. Uh, I'm sure he became senior writer after the piece he did on us. Yeah. But of course, they uh, it was award winning. Yes. Uh, but no, he, he sent us this email and uh, it was it was so odd that uh, we figured we'd let him get on the air and, and tell us what this is about. I never heard heard of this, no. but this, uh, this speaks to me. Yeah, I want to hear, weird. I want to hear firsthand. Uh, please welcome Richard Rice, yeah! Philadelphia Magazine. Hey, Rich. Hey, guys. How you doing, bud? Good. I'm afraid they're going to revoke my title once they hear me talking about this on the air. <laughs> yeah, did you, did you email us this because you yourself didn't want to cover this in uh, Philadelphia Magazine? It would be I a little... see a cover here. Yeah. 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 This is a little outside my usual beat, but I thought it was right up your alley. So. All right. What, what is, what's the story here? Well, I was talking to a friend of mine at work yesterday, and he asked me if I'd ever tried butterfish. Butterfish. And, and he's, he's a funny guy, and I thought, I thought it was a joke, like, up dog. Right, yeah, what's up dog? Right. What's up with you, yeah. So I walked right into it, and I said, you know, all right, what's butterfish? And he's like, no, really, it's the, the best fish I've ever had. It's amazing. It, like, melts in your mouth. But he, he tried it on, on a Friday night recently, and he said that Saturday afternoon, everything was going fine until... He went to the bathroom, and he said, like, midway through, he moved some kind of alien. <laughs> and Like, it, it, it decimated his intestinal system, correct? Yeah. Like Sigourney Weaver showed up in the right, right, right. <laughs> just, bad. It just shot right through him. Yeah, and he spent the rest of the day with uncontrollable... Diarrhea? Absolutely. He said it was... So, he, he went through two pairs of underwear. Oh, my God. And <laughs> you mean blew through or had to change them? I think I think, I think think he blasted right through them. <laughs> and wow. Then went, his girlfriend made him go on a trip to Target, and he was so paranoid that he stuffed his pants with with paper towels. Oh, my God. <laughs> this, now, this... And, and it, you, 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 um, you know, go on in your in your email to say that this, you know, that you believe that this might... You, this story might be going around and that, that other people might be aware of this, correct? Right, and... I mean, I, I, saw, I, I thought it was hysterical, but I wasn't sure if he was putting me on yet. And, and he said, listen, trust me, Google butterfish and anal leakage. <laughs> wow. And at that point, I, I, I knew he was serious, and I did. And amazingly, a like page after page popped up with all sorts of disturbing links, like one that says Digestive and Bowel Disorders Forum, Oily Orange Diarrhea. Oh! Wow. 
And this, and this is as a, and, and do they tie it back to the wonderful butterfish? Yeah, and multiple people saying, like, my wife talked me into trying the Hawaiian butterfish. <laughs> and this guy says, I used to laugh at the term anal leakage and thought it didn't exist, but gosh, did I find out. So when Hawaiians are making those crazy noises <laughs> and down dancing, it's because of this? Exactly, right. exactly. You know what? I was really close to ordering butterfish. We went out to dinner with friends uh, around uh, over the Christmas break, and uh, we went to a restaurant that I normally get the linguine and crab, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then butterfish was on the menu, and I was like, oh, that sounds really good. Yeah. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. Is it, so you can find it on menus? Oh, sure. yeah. Well, this wasn't actually on the menu. It was one of the specials or whatever. Okay. But, uh, so but, is it all? Uh, but I went with the crab and linguine, but, you know, and, and Rich, I, I responded to your email yesterday. I think I'm going to stay away from it because I really don't need any help pooping my pants. Well, any right. food where when you Google it, yeah. what comes up <laughs> is the phrase anal leakage. Yeah. Uh, you're running a risk. Well, yeah, well, and, and to me, I actually saw there is a restaurant in Westchester called Butterfish. Really? Really? Let's so, go. You can't park anywhere near this. <laughs> and did, did you find out if they serve butterfish? They do serve butterfish. I know nothing about them. And, and just to be clear, I mean, from from what I understand, it doesn't look like this is a guarantee, but it's sort no. of like you're playing Russian roulette. Well, I understand that their bathroom is the size of a parking garage. <laughs> Does it have something to do with the way it's prepared? Um, I think I think it might have something to do with with one of the, with the oil that's that's specific and to I think it, fish that it's it's hard to digest. And sometimes. I think it's the laxative gravy that you have to put over <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That always does it. But, but always does yeah. The, the kicker is that he said, and you know what? After all that, I would totally eat it again. It was it was good. that a food really? that good. And it's, this is almost like a mythical. What if I were to tell you of a food that good where it'll blow your sphincter out and you will want it again? You're compelled to have You're it compelled again. to have it. That almost makes it more intriguing yeah. if it's that delicious. Well, I want to yeah. try it now. Me too. You want to go out to dinner tomorrow night? <laughs> to <laughs> butterfish? Yeah. I saw a butterfish roulette. Yeah. Butterfish roulette. <laughs> I know. I know, but he says, you say that, the, on, well, I, I don't know how extensive your research was, Richard, but the average gestation period for the butterfish, you would assume maybe 12 hours? Well, uh, approximately, a, a few of the posts I saw online said roughly the same thing, that they were fine that night and the next day. That's when the terror began. Well, it, uh, he didn't research. If he, if he didn't do much research, Steve, look at the phone lines lighting up right now. <laughs> so I tell you what, Rich, you stay by the radio. We're going to go to and take some of these calls, okay? Absolutely. And, and, and see if, if people do concur with that. But thanks for tipping us off yeah. on the butterfish, all right? My, my pleasure. I said when I, when I thought of anal leakage, you guys were the first. Oh, oh, we love Thank you so much. We're looking for the anal leakage <laughs> issue of Philly Magazine. <laughs> That's right. Philadelphia That's Magazine. All right, Richard Rise. Thanks, buddy. Good talk to you, guys. Senior writer. All right, let me, let me go to some of these calls. Uh, let me go to uh, John. Hey, John, how you doing, man? Hey, you guys rock. Thank oh, you. What's up, John? Hey, guy. Listen, man, I had it about uh, about a year ago. Yeah. And uh, it does, man. It gets you about six to eight hours later, man. Really? And and was Honest it... To God. I mean, like, runs right through you. Oh, it goes through you like there's no tomorrow. Wow. And did this... But it's good. Did it, <laughs> but it's good. But it's good. I crack. You know? Did it? Did it? Uh, did it go on all day? Were you? Were you loose all day? Oh yeah. Oh my God. And because my what? Wife what? What? I'm at, at a certain point, at a certain point, I've had the phase six. We've talked about this before. And phase six, again, just to uh, uh, you know, reiterate here is is that level at which you you have there's nothing in the universe, no known force can stop you from evacuating, and most uh, many times into your pants. Uh, but it sounds like this is what this is. And sometimes, even if you take a modium with it, that level. 
it won't do anything. I wonder if it has anything to do with people who, who don't normally eat fish and then they think, you know, this is the special and it's on the menu and I'm going to try it tonight or and something like that. the word butter yeah, sounds yeah. pretty damn good. Yeah, or, you know, you know so. the, the way the waiter describes it and you're like, oh, the, you know what, oh, I'm going to try this tonight. Delicious fish, very flaky, and your ass will blow out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds good, honey. The waiter says my ass will blow out. Because, Kathy, you don't eat fish, right? No, but and I'm looking at, I'm trying to find like a picture of it, but it's it just looks like this little small <laughs> stupid thing. No, yeah, so I, I don't know if I... Yeah. Google poop. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go to sea butterfish. No, but uh, Nick, I'm sorry. I, no, I, I don't eat fish, and no. You wouldn't even try. No, no, no. I'm gonna go to Steve. Hi, Steve. Good morning. Steve, are you there? He's it's dead. Steve, He's it, dead. The, the quote on the on the uh, the screener says, "Removed oil slick from side of toilet for a week." <laughs> wow. Wow. After eating butterfish. Let me go to. Uh, I have uh, Ken. Hi, Ken. Good morning. Hey guys, Durka Durka. Hey, what's going on, Ken? Oh, it's Durka Ken Durka. Allen, your friendly neighborhood concierge, ah. weighing in with a uh, a food related answer for you guys. All right, go ahead. Uh, just so you know, um, you can also keyword Escolar, E S C L A R. All right. That's the the formal name of the fish, and indeed, what Richard said about the orange <laughs> slick. Um, and I, I love food, and it's my life, but I stay far. Far away from butterfish. Is it, is it your impression, Ken? I, I, I assume that obviously at a finer restaurant, they're they're not likely the the major d in the tuxedo is. I must. Would you follow me, sir, into the back room? By the way, if you order this, your ass will blow out. <laughs> I, I feel compelled to say. So, uh, but uh, amongst people or, or seafood aficionados, would you think this is well known that butterfish will destroy you? It, it's well known. It doesn't affect everyone, Steve. It's you know. It seems like uh, catches catch can for right. those, those unlucky ones. Just yeah. a lucky few. <laughs> yeah. right. uh, Ken, what does it actually taste like? Uh, you know, if you could compare it to maybe a hybrid of another seafood flavor. Uh, well, I, I think that the name kind of really sums it up. Only in, in the texture of the fish, yeah. it's it's a very light white fish. It's just a very. Um, it's it doesn't have a whole lot of flavor, so you can do a lot with it. Okay, um, so it might like be like sole or something like that. Exactly. Okay. All right. Oh uh, yeah. man, my ass hurts. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell did I eat? It's a Hawaiian oh. Hawaiian fish. Apparently. I can't kill a whale. My ass is erupting. I'm glad to know this because I I always order. Oh my god. <laughs> not all, not always order, but but oh. if there if there's a uh, if there's a special that a waiter will oh, tell me about, Jesus. and uh, and it's fish a lot. Times I will order it, you and will. especially yeah. if it's something that I'm not familiar with, you yeah. know, like an amber jack or you know right. some fishes that you've never heard of. I'll you know I'll ask what the texture is like, and is is the flavor very strong? And I'll go for that. You yeah. know, I'll, I'll definitely try well, it. Let me ask you, sir, do you like to defecate in your pants? And <laughs> <laughs> this would be the fish for you. If you like a soft sort of pudding texture, uh, yeah. cushioning your ass and the chair you're sitting, I recommend the butterfish. You know, if I'm, you like lifting off your seat because your own fecal matter is propelling you vertically, <laughs> then the butterfish. Yes. I'm not really worried. I'm going to try it because I, you know, I, listen, nine meals out of ten that I eat out, I got to use the bathroom before I leave anyway. Could so. you recommend a wine with the butterfish? Here's <laughs> your toilet paper. <laughs> hey, somebody says that uh, Roy's has it in Center City. Ooh, oh, yeah. yeah. Roy's, Roy's Roy Rogers. Yeah. No, 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 no. Roy's is awesome. Roy's Hawaiian fusion. Is, is Hawaiian fusion. Doing it, Roy. Doing it, Roy. Doing it, Roy. Hawaiian uh, fusion cuisine. I eat, I love That's that place, good. man. They have good stuff, but uh, I don't know about the butterfish. <laughs> well, well, maybe we can get our hands on some butterfish. I'd try it. Let me go to Jeff. Hey, Jeff, good morning. Good morning. You guys rock. Thank you. What's up, Jeff? Hey, real quick story for you. Um, we had some about a year ago. We'll never go back to it because brought it home. 
Um, I was blowing this orange oil. My wife was blowing this orange oil, and my cat was blowing your cat. My cat. Your why? Wow. Because it had a little bit of the butterfish, wow. and it's not just us. It's uh, goes all the way down the animal kingdom. So, so all right, just to have orange poop, I have to try it. <laughs> I don't I mean, know, man. Orange oil. Uh, hang on, let me let me go to like Jade Clampett. Let me go to Kathy. Hi, Kathy. Good morning. Hey guys, good morning. You rock. Thank oh, you. What's up, Kathy? Um, I have a quick question. I mean, I have a quick comment. Yeah. Um, I've had it twice at. Um, am I allowed to say the name of the restaurant? Sure. Okay. I had it at Philadelphia Fishing Company. Okay. Um, two times on two separate occasions, probably about I don't know a year, a, a year, six months apart. And I have um, big dietary issues, so it could be in the way it was prepared. I did not have one problem. Okay. At all. Both times, um, I have celiac disease, so I had. I tell them all about that, and then they prepare things special for me and not a problem okay maybe they maybe it's like requesting they don't put msg in it or something right the or or the the sauce or any type of um sauce that comes over top of it so that's where my problem all right Uh, let me ask you did was it was it absolutely delicious it was all right very good yeah yeah i recommend it okay Uh, sounds great there's a uh, blog believe it or not called beyondsalmon.com and uh, it recommends all sorts of different types of fish that you can enjoy. And, and the uh, heading on this blog is Escolar, which is the other name for butterfish, a fish with a caveat. And they basically go on to one story after another after another of people who tried it and then ended up having um, extremely high level of gimpy low toxin. So gimpy low toxin, the great boxer from the 50s. <laughs> And in the center ring, Gimbelo Toxin. <laughs> Excessive gastric uh, distress. So all of these people who have tried... I don't take on Gimbelo Toxin. Every time I punch him, I get sprayed with poop. I don't know what that guy's eating. This is disgusting. I have to wash off my own trunks. Gimpy, come on, man. You're killing me. Well, apparently it affects a lot of people who uh, eat this fish. Wow. Well, hang wow. On. Let, me, let me go to uh, Jack. Hi, Jack. Good morning. Morning, you guys work. Yeah, we work. What's up, Jack? Hey, hey, this butterfish, I've been using it for years, but you're not going to believe it, what it's used for. It is the preferred bait for offshore tuna fishing. You know what? Yep, I just got an instant message that says yeah. we use we use butterfish for bait when we fish for bluefish and tuna. Yeah, yeah you can buy a flat of it, like 20-pound flat, 25-pound flat for like 50 bucks. So, so even, it's cheap. Even, yeah, so is that cheap a fish? Wow, I had, I had no idea. It's a very clean fish. Like, okay. there's no real guts to it. It's all white and silver, and that's why it doesn't attract sharks, but it'll attract the, uh, you know, the tuna or the marlin. And proctologists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, would, I would never think about eating it. Oh, ah, I mean, interesting. Well, it, apparently it's a, it's a delicacy, I guess, because uh, they're, they're serving it up at some restaurants. But, you know, I can understand because once once a year, and I'll pick the day, uh, you know, where where I have to go get White Castle, even though I know yeah. it will gut me like a like a no. like a like a deer. I, I'm, just, I, I'm with you because the last couple of times that I've been there, it's full on. You know, like you can the the, the vapors are green that, yeah. that come out <laughs> after that, but they taste so damn good. So you know you're setting yourself up for it. Yeah. And I, this might be one of these cases where you just get that Jones and, and or you go okay I'm gonna I'm gonna endure the well, butterfish problem and and go for it and that's what happens. I'm gonna go to one more quick call because we have a doctor on the line who wants to recommend something. Doctor V, are you there? Yeah, I'm here, guys. Hey, what's up, man? 
Good. Listen, the mechanism of action of this butterfish is as the uh, gentleman from uh, Philadelphia Magazine spoke about. It's the oils that are not absorbed, so it shoots out of you okay. because you can't absorb it. Okay. And it's much like a medication we use for uh, weight loss, which uh, inhibits fat absorption. But the treatment for this would be some kind of a binding agent, like a lot of oatmeal or metamucil, something that binds up the oil so it doesn't shoot out of you like a big osmotic load. <laughs> These are all medical Thanks, terms, Tom. obviously. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, so so uh, what what do you recommend eating? Velcro? Well, I, I think if you had this at dinner, what you want to try to do is anticipate it's going to probably happen in the first four to eight hours because that's how long it would take to get through your system. Let me ask you: is so is is some sort of um, uh, a ingredient, or is it the oil from from butterfish itself? You say, it I, I, I yeah, I, I don't know exactly, but I would suspect it's something in the oil in the fish itself that we just don't absorb, and obviously felines don't either. So that's why I guess since not. we can't. Absorb Right, exactly. It yeah. just comes through us since we can't absorb it. Does All it right. actually, Is it? do you actually hear, whee! <laughs> it comes out of your ass. I don't know about that, but uh, we just do a study on that sometimes. Wow, yeah. Listen well, to this. This is on that Thanks, site. Doc. It says, uh, these large oil molecules are hard to digest and may lead to intestinal cramping and diarrhea. In 1992, it got so bad, the FDA even advised suppliers not to import it. So the government got involved because people weren't wow. able to eat it and, and digest it properly. And we've got to do something about this butterfish. <laughs> yeah. I would think so if it's causing that. I've been on the cramper for quite a while. <laughs> and Mommy's getting quite upset. Well, she bought these lovely drapes, and, well, we're going to have to burn them. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> well, you have to use what you have to use, you know. My fellow Americans, there's a real disaster brewing on the horizon. And it's a delightful little fish. But, oh, my God, it'll blow your ass right out. <laughs> I we think- as Americans have to step up and then sit down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear I God. think we get Roy's in. And, uh, you want to get Roy's in? Yeah. Make you butterfish. Cook some up? All right, let's contact them and see if we can do it. I'll do it. All right, yeah. We're going to have a delayed reaction, but we will, we'll well, just have to report after the fact. Yeah. Unless we want to wear the, the, the fecal equivalent of the, the ankle bracelet that sips alcohol. <laughs> yeah. No, we'll do it overnight, and we'll, we'll just log our results. Log our results. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> mommy, I have another log. <laughs> we can find out exactly how uh, each one of us responds to uh, to eating the butterfish. I'd never heard of that. Richard Rives from Philadelphia Magazine. Thank you for cluing us into the butterfish. butterfish. But let's let's follow up on that. We got to take a break. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address uh, on on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Celebrate the coziest season with Acme. They're bringing all the fall flavors to you. From pumpkin everything to caramel apples and all your seasonal favorites. Make the most of fireside dinners, game-winning touchdowns, and warm family gatherings. Acme's here to help you spice, season, and savor every moment. You'll find fresh inspiration, chef-curated recipes, on-demand cooking classes, and more just waiting to be enjoyed. So slow down and fall into flavor at acmemarkets.com slash fall. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. The Bizarre File brought to you by Horizon Services. Ensure your heater works safely as the holidays approach. Horizon Services Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing will service your heater for $79 and do a free carbon monoxide check. Book fast at HorizonEasyBook.com. 
Dot com. Uh, we'll start, okay, we'll start with a little negative feedback. All right. Egyptian protesters threw tomatoes and shoes at Hillary Clinton. Yeah. <laughs> at her motorcade on Sunday during her first visit to Egypt since the election of Islamist President Mohammed Mursi. So what if the guy threw a shoe at me? Uh, Clinton wasn't hit by the items, which were thrown as U.S. officials and reporters walked to the motorcade after she gave a speech on domestic rights. Protesters chanted, Monica, Monica. Yeah. As a reference really? to the affair with Bill Clinton, yes. Uh, they and- also chanted, there she was just a walking down the street. Really? <laughs> well, that's an easy yeah, one to yeah. chant to. I mean, that's just a diddy-dum-diddy-do. So anyhow, uh, others chanted, leave Clinton. I just thought it was classic that they were throwing tomatoes mm-hmm. and, and shoes. By the way. At the motorcade. That's the job to have. Just have have a whole bunch Shoe of thrower? tomatoes at the ready yeah. for angry mobs. Yeah, it's pretty, you right. know what? Tomato merchant. Tomatoes, tomatoes. The Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment is warning patients who went to an oral surgeon over the past decade to get tested for HIV and hepatitis after the doctor had been found to reuse needles for procedures on multiple patients. Oh, my God. Like for God. years, Kathy. Let me ask you something. I would kill myself. How expensive is a friggin' needle? It can't be that much. Yeah. Right? You're reusing needles. I mean. Oh, my God. How basic a principle is it using a different needle? They should execute him. Steven Stein may have reused needles Between on multiple... this and your crazy <laughs> sex habits in cars. And your brother is an entirely there. different person. Uh-huh. Last extreme. week we learned how you murder little animals. Now you can't stop banging in cars. And yeah. You know, you put the seat all the way back and then you get on your knees. There you go. All right, Steven Stein may have reused needles... On multiple patients between September 1999 and June 2011. This guy did this for over 10 years. I mean, but Kathy's right. He could he could literally have put, signed a, a death sentence for people. Eight, yeah, he could have exposed people to HIV, hepatitis B, and or C, or other blood-borne diseases. Needles and syringes were used repeatedly, often days at a time, the department said. Uh, they began their investigation after a report of unsafe injection practices at Stein's office. It said it found syringes and needles were saved and used to inject medications from one patient to another. The tip-off should have been in his brochure, which read, Do you want a beautiful smile and AIDS? Uh, the health department is working to obtain all of Stein's patient dental records to notify patients directly that they should get tested. That there is, is no point stuff. in sex if you don't have an orgasm. I mean, really. Come on, Beth. The best part about both those comments, they're not even taken out of context. No, <laughs> and for those who didn't know, those are pre-recorded. That yeah. was from earlier this that's morning. It. If you ring Kathy's door, that's what you hear. It's hard to tell. <laughs> A judge has ordered a trial for 39-year-old Jesusa Tatad. Tatad. Who, in a jealous rage, went into her sleeping... Tatad. <laughs> who, in a jealous rage, went into her sleeping ex-husband's room and allegedly poured a pot of boiling water over him. Oh, Whoa. man. Tatad was allegedly upset because she believed her ex-husband was seeing another woman. A couple of divorced, but were still together. At the time, she doused him with hot water. Her fiery rage left him with second and third degree burns across 60% of his body, which eventually killed him. Oh, my God. Yeah. As if boiling water wasn't enough. Was he indeed cheating on her? I don't know. As the man jumped up out of bed and ran into the bathroom to die. He stepped on a Lego. Allegedly then hit him in the head with a baseball bat. And it wouldn't have mattered if he was cheating anyway. They were ex. That was her ex. Yes. And they uh, they lived in the same house still. 
Uh, the victim was still able to run out of their uh, out of their apartment complex and flag down a security guard who called 911. He was taken to the hospital where he remained in critical condition until he died a few days later. Can you imagine the agony? Uh, Tatad has been charged with murder and torture for the attack. Well, yeah, because you're getting the, the water poured on you. And then, if you're wearing clothes, that hot water is sticking to your clothes, so oh, you yes. can't get out of it, so yep. you're just burning the whole time. Yep. And then finally, we'll end with this. A 62-year-old woman attacked by a suspected teenage vandal taught the boy a painful lesson before pe- police arrived. Carol Ann Lovejoy said she th- saw three teenage boys hiding behind some bushes by daycare that had been vandalized before. She was uh, concerned that they might be tagging. She said, I told them if they didn't get out of there, I was going to call the police. Lovejoy said two of the boys ran off, but one came at her. She goes, uh, what are you going to do, beat up an old lady? And he hit the phone out of my hand, took a swing. At that point, I need him in his private parts, and his response was, that was pretty good. <laughs> but she also gave him a right to the chest, but it didn't stop him. He continued in his aggressive stance, she said, so I gave him a little pop to the nose, a little left jab, and the punch was enough to slow him down. Is this a picture of the woman? Police arrived. That's the woman. The hell is that? It's that's a, very, a woman? That's a manly woman. <laughs> that's a man. And yeah. Yeah, that's a man who says he's a woman. And Lovejoy said she'll continue to watch over the daycare, but she kicked the kids' ass. Oh, my God. Yeah. And there you go. That is what I have in your bizarre file for right now. We'll take a break. Stay right there. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on MMR's mobile app. Hey, Window Nation brings the best of the home show savings right into your home. You can get two free windows with every two you buy with no limit, plus pay no interest for 60 months. Go to windownation.com slash home show and use their free virtual visualizer to see how their window options will look on your home. But hurry, these once a year home show savings end soon. Get two windows free with every two you buy and pay no interest for five full years. Call today, 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com slash home show. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Hollywood Trash today brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers. Planning on getting engaged? Go see Angelo and the team at Family and Company Jewelers. Get her the perfect engagement ring. A ring from Family and Company, South Jersey's diamond destination. What's going on, Steve? Well, Chris Humphrey says he's not convinced that ex-girlfriend Myla Sinaj is three months pregnant with his baby. Humphreys issued a statement reading, quote, Chris not believe, Myla, because baby-making stick only go to poo-poo dork. Oh, dude. Wow. That was in the statement? That was in his statement. Wow. Get a couple (laughs) sisters, something like that. (laughs) He probably should. Uh, Vital records for Andy Griffith were filed just two days after he passed away, confirming that the cause of death was a heart attack. The 86-year-old Griffith was reportedly found in his backyard where he had been relaxing by doing the hammer throw. (laughs) 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 Kind of old to be doing that. Yeah. Probably put a lot of strain on his heart. And finally, Mickey Mouse and Winnie the Pooh took the stage in North Korea during a concert for new leader Kim Jong-un in an unusual performance featuring Disney characters. After the performance, it was off to the re-education camp where Mickey was heard chanting, Death to the imperialist United States. Wow. And that's your Hollywood trash. Sweet mystery of life, at last I found me. Oh, I know at last 
You do it with the reverb, Steve? Oh, sweet mystery of life, at last I found thee. Oh. Victor Herbert? I think he wrote it. Hebert. That's his master. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is Hebert. No, it's Herbert. Hebert. Uh, this is, uh, it's Nelson Eddy. Nelson, Nelson Eddy and Jeanette McDonald were a, um, a, a, a pairing. I don't know why I know that. For 1930. Yeah, a film in 1935. The movie is called Naughty Marietta. Naughty Marietta. It's an operetta and two. It's an operetta. Ah. And two acts with uh, libretto by Rita Johnson Young and music by Victor Herbert. It's pretty good, right? Yeah. Set in New Orleans in. Set in Approximately when? 1780. 1780. <laughs> Long after the yellow fever destroyed the population of Philadelphia. Actually, yellow fever was in <laughs> 1793. But anyhow. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> throw them all. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> No, let's see here. It, uh, it took place in New Orleans in 1780. It tells how Captain Richard Warrington is commissioned to unmask and capture a notorious French pirate. Named? Calling himself Bras Prick. Ah. What a prick! No, Bras Prick. Oh. oh, the pirate such a prick and soon I'll nab him. I'll find him and I'll sink his stinking ship. And how he is helped and hindered by a high-spirited runaway, Contessa Marietta. The score... And that's Jeanette McDonald, right? Includes many well-known songs, including Ah, Sweet Mystery of Life. Hang on, let me go to... Craig. Oh, Craig Legans is on the line. Hey, Craig, how you doing, man? Um, great, thank you, white folks. Perhaps I'm surprised you don't recognize this song. This is what Madeline Kahn sang when she lost it to uh, Peter Boyle and Young Frank. Is that what she that's sings? Yep. Yeah. I had forgotten about that. It, I, I know she goes into the song, but I forgot it was that song. It also pops up in a number of Bugs Bunny uh, Looney Tunes. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Yes, and as a black man, I'm ashamed I know that, so uh, I haven't heard anything. It, well, I it consider in, it an attribute. It's in black and white, Craig. So. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, and I remember the black part. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. Thanks, man. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, sweet mystery of life at last I found me. Oh, sweet. Come on, man. That is my new favorite piece of music. What woman yeah. would not run from that? There's, she's screaming yeah. it in her face. Come here. Come here. Oh, sweet mystery of life. Her hair is blowing back in his breath. <laughs> it's like having Michael Bolton yeah, sing yeah. right into your face. <laughs> ah! 
The Daytime Emmy Awards are, are, were overshadowed by a tragedy at the Beverly Hills Hilton just hours before the ceremony began on Saturday. Police confirmed that two people were found dead at the hotel, reportedly from a murder-suicide. Uh-huh. Beverly Hills uh, Police Lieutenant Mark Rosen said that the man and woman were found dead from gunshot wounds in a hotel room. Weren't they like an elderly couple, too? But didn't give details on their relationship. Yeah, they were older, uh, nor would they comment on whether the deaths were connected to the Emmy Awards. Coroner's officials noted the deceased were a man in his late 60s and a woman in her mid-50s. Uh, the hotel was the same place where Whitney Houston was found dead earlier this year, and the day before the that was the day before the Grammy Awards. Well, since it was the Daytime Emmy Awards, weren't there a number of actors there who play doctors? Yeah, there were, actually. <laughs> I don't know if they were called in to help out or not. But despite that tragedy, the Daytime Emmys went on as scheduled. General Hospital was the night's big winner. There you go. Taking home five trophies, including Best Drama. Uh, the show stars Anthony Geary and Heather Tom also won for Best Leading Actor and Actress. Regis Philbin uh, was set up for his last season on Live, winning Best Talk Show Host ah. with Kelly Ripa. It's, well, uh, it's, it's quite an honor. Of course, uh, I thought I'd uh, bring down the evening. A little bit of a tragedy took place upstairs. Uh, a murder-suicide. Uh, but uh, anyway, this is a great award. Thank you. <laughs> While the apparently an elderly couple, uh, I, we assume that uh, she did something to upset him. He beat her to death and then blew his own brains out. But uh, it's a special evening and one that I won't forget. <laughs> Food's great. Everything. I just want to thank everyone tonight. And uh, while we're sitting here enjoying this uh, fine, uh, fine meal here, of course, with all our great uh, compatriots and co-workers, I just wanted to mention this... Uh, that uh, an old gentleman upstairs, I guess room five eleven, uh, beat his wife with the uh, with the chair and uh, killed her. Came in a skull, and then uh, and then what uh, what he did? He was so distraught, he had a gun in his uh, in his uh, I guess uh, carrier there. He blew his brains out. <laughs> So let's not lose sight of that uh, while we award the different awards this evening. Thank you very much. <laughs> Steve Morrison making murder-suicide funny. Uh, there you the, go. the live Regis and Kelly was named this. I would want this evening to pass. <laughs> Without uh, just mentioning something tragic that happened upstairs, apparently an old couple just got into a brutal fight. He came in a skull. He was just smashing away. It was like, looked like a, something like a Hormel chili when it was done. And then, uh, then he was so distraught, apparently because he's got some sort of sexual thing going on. So he, I guess he likes to have sex with dead bodies. That's what I heard. Of. Anyway, long story short, he blew his brains out. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> They're playing me off, so I can't tell you how, how he was pleasuring himself when they found him. At... I'm sorry, Regis. We to... <laughs> hey, Regis, did you know that Whitney Houston died in the very same hotel? Wow. It is a um, it is a notorious hotel. Yeah. By the way, this is like a couple of rooms down from where uh, Coco Whitney Houston killed herself. Coco. <laughs> <laughs> Regis' last F.U. to the daytime Emmys. Uh, despite its slipping ratings, today was named Best Morning Show. Elsewhere, Jeopardy! was named Best Game Show, while Dr. Oz was named as Best Informative Talk Show. Very happy for our friend Dr. Oz. Did your buddy win one? And my friend Todd Newton won Best Game Show Host for Family Game Night. I'm very proud of him. Family Game Night is on the Game Show channel? Nope. Yeah, fam- what's what's uh, it on? on? Hub. Hub. Oh, it is Hub? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, at least it was last time I saw it. No, I was thinking of uh, ABC Family, but no, you're, you're probably right. Uh, no, and I uh, I found out and I, I texted him on um, 
Saturday, and, and uh, he was excited, and he sent me a picture back of him holding up his Emmy statue. His first so Emmy, right? Yeah, yeah. So did he get up? It wasn't like a, an, an award ceremony earlier today. You know what? I don't know. Okay. I, I haven't had a chance to talk to him yet, and I didn't see the Emmys, but uh, that was very cool. I mean, he and I were good friends. We, you know, I went up to Boston last year to see him, and uh, we we worked together early in our That's radio cool. career, so it was really, really cool. So Wait to see uh, Todd Newton here. What an award earlier this evening at the place down the street next to the Whataburger. By the way, did I mention where the suicide that took place? <laughs> so anyhow. No, that's great. Yeah. That's so cool. And Dr. Oz, man, the dude works it. He deserves it. Yep. Very happy. All right, what else we have here? Zsa Zsa Gabor, her husband, Friedrich Van Anhalt. Have you met my wife? She's right here in this cop. <laughs> so he, um, <laughs> right down there at the bottom next to the teabag. He... <laughs> I mean, once, uh, God bless her, but what is left of Zsa Zsa Gabor at this time? That's her saying hi. Exactly, sweetie. Dude. <laughs> he has been appointed her. Tempor- no, but seriously, it's a serious condition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he has been appointed her temporary conservator under a new agreement. Uh, Gabor's daughter, Constance Francesca Hilton, has been fighting him for years about managing the 95 year old's finances and health. It was weird, Preston, because they were at the lawyer's office and uh, he started to reach for what the lawyer thought was a pen, but he actually pulled Josh out of the pocket. <laughs> but uh, the two reached an agreement that was approved. <laughs> It's approved by a judge on Wednesday. He is, um, he's a scoundrel. I mean, he's the, 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 uh, really a scoundrel. She had uh, nine husbands throughout her life, and uh, you mentioned the Hilton connection, Preston. Yeah. I didn't know what that was, but she was married to Conrad Hilton at one point, who was the patriarch in yes. that whole, you know, the Paris Hilton and the whole uh, Hilton family. She wow. was a highly coveted, um, you know... Well, she's yeah. gorgeous. She was in her heyday. She yep. was, yeah, absolutely stunning. And very her, beautiful and, and, and continental with that accent and everything, and very attractive. Her yeah. sister Ava was as well. Yeah. Not not as showy as uh, Zsa Zsa, but yeah. they were both, you know... She's Ava 95. was on Green Acres, right? Yes. Ava, Ava played... Um, Oh, I forgot. Uh, Oliver's, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, he was Oliver and she was... Um, I can't remember. Shaniqua. Shaniqua. Oh. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> what was her name on that goddamn oh, show? I can man. hear I can hear Oliver, but uh, I can't believe I'm uh, on a brain fart. Right, Nick, can you look uh, it up? Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, anyhow, as uh, he is looking that up, uh, the settlement means that several attorneys will, will have uh, financial oversight of the situation, and Hilton will be... <laughs> Love to visit her. Lisa Douglas. Lisa. Lisa, yeah. Lisa, Lisa. All right. And the culture. Uh, so anyhow, he's the conservator. Right? I think Ava was actually hotter than I thought Joshua. she was a little more attractive. She yeah. was she was the more um uh amiable, sakiable. She, <laughs> she was really uh, and on the show she was very funny. Yeah, she was. Uh, let's see here. Breaking yeah. news. Yeah, what? No, I knew All right, that. Serious uh, breaking news. Actual uh, sad breaking news. Oh, man. Yeah. Hold on a second here. Here we go. Here we go. Break, break, breaking news. Breaking news. Uh, former UNC President Bill Friday says that Andy Griffith died this morning. Really? Yeah. He's, ah. he's a close friend of the actor. Uh, the 86-year-old actor died at his uh, Dare County home around 7 this morning. Uh, he attended, uh, Griffith attended UNC Chapel Hill where he earned a degree. Oh, and then it goes on to tell his, uh, uh, his backstory. One of the greatest, uh, TV 
uh, actors of all time. Uh, Andy Griffith Show, legendary. Yeah. Oh, man. Also a great, uh, just a great actor himself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The Andy I, I, Griffith. There you go. Starring Andy Griffith. Oh, man. Loved him, and he also played Matlock. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he was uh, Pacino's uh, lover in Cruising. He was mm-hmm. not. <laughs> All right, so. Actually, maybe, I don't know. I never uh, saw Cruising. But... Could have been. Could have been. Yeah. The loving tribute lasted a grand total of 25 seconds. <laughs> I tried. I tried. I was thinking, can can you do a, a slow, sad version of the Andy Griffith theme? Why don't you give it a <laughs> I can't. Alone. I was hoping collectively. No. It's poignant, not sad. <laughs> what you need is like a like a monk droning underneath. Yeah. Make it more ominous. Oh. All right. Just died. <laughs> Wait, so I, I don't got think it. he just died. He Go ahead. Did this morning. About an hour. morning. <laughs> Can we get the mo- uh, monk droning? Go ahead. What? No, doesn't work. No, it's such a peppy. It's an iconic image of him walking along with Ron Howard, the fishing poles, fishing poles, heading down to the swimming hole. Andy Griffith. No way. We are dancing on this man's grave. Don't ever come to us for a loving tribute. He was a comedic genius and would appreciate the comedy. I'll tell you what, how many times on this show, Preston? (laughs) How many times on the show have we said one of the seminal, great, great TV shows of all time? Andy Griffith. There you will you Will not find a funnier, better show. And he was a super talented guy. He was one of and the actually, producers. Uh, before he did the Andy Griffith show, I remember seeing old, uh, like, he, he had put out comedy albums. Yes. And uh, he was a homespun kind of, you yep. know. Yep, exactly. What is this case? Oh, slow down even more. Can you slow it down even more? Oh, you know what? I could. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna, I'm putting a stop to this. No. <laughs> he had been back from the Korean War, as you remember, this is the plot line of the, uh, the story. He had these episodes where he occasionally shoot up the courthouse. What, Casey? Um, Everything don't... tastes better when it sits on the ritz. What do you want me to do here? I don't know. Donnie's calling. Donnie's calling in because right. he wants to whistle sadly. Hey, Donnie. Don- ah, Gadzooks. 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 Donnie, you wanted to try to whistle the Andy Griffith song, sadly? Yeah, it's kind of a bummer. Yeah. Go yeah, ahead. Can you see if you can do it? <laughs> All right, here we go. Yeah. It's still hard. No. I just yeah. think tonally the melody is just too jovial. It, it is jovial. Thank you, Donnie. I can't feel like be this done. is happening. Well, listen, I, I this is the he way died. we process our pain. Yeah, yeah come on. 
I should know by now. There's Listen, no right or wrong he's way. He's 86. Mm-hmm. There's a text that came in that said, this is the funniest sad death ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good way to look at it. I go. 86 that. years old. He's also in a, a movie, I think it's called, Nick, look for it, A, a Man of the People, or where he plays um, um, a politician who is who uses his homespun nature to to sort of sucker people in, but he's a real bastard. What is that called again? I think it's called A Man of the People. There was one in Double Indemnity. No, that's Fred McMurray. But you know what? There was one, he, and it was a made-for-TV movie. It was him. (laughs) Thank you for coming in with the wrong information. (laughs) Bill Weston. Yeah. Yeah. It was Fred McMurray. But there was was a made-for-TV movie with him and uh, um, Jack Tripper. um, (laughs) John Ritter. And John Ritter, where he played John Ritter's estranged father, who was just... He was evil. He like murdered oh, yeah. people and yeah. stuff. Oh, it was wow. re- and it was just Andy Griffith playing this character. He could play a real bastard. Yeah. That's Do you see anything in his film career? What was the name of it again? The Man of the People or crowd- Facing the Crowd? From Here to Eternity? No. <laughs> Sounds like it. Street Killing? Not Street Facing the Crowd. Street Killing. Mm, I don't know. All right. What, about what year do you think that would have been? That'd be in the early 60s, late 50s. Oh, you go back further. Facing uh, the crowd. There it is pressing up on the um, up yeah. on the screen here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Bud Schoberg, Ilya Kazan, who directed on the uh, waterfront. Great director. Great movie. And you can see him being uh, decidedly non-Andy Taylor. No kidding. Yeah. I was not aware of that. Well, have you, hey, foreign listeners, have you guys ever heard, you ever heard of Andy Griffith before? No, 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 not no, at there's all. not a statue in Madrid of Andy Griffith. <laughs> How about you? Oh, he. I mean, we have the same television in Canada. Yeah. We're not on the other side of the Just world. Just checking. <laughs> Just checking. He's I can, I can not legend. include you in the conversation. If no, you go definitely include okay. me. But he's a legend, and you know. What about Oliver? Germany? Good. You ever heard of him? No. no. Oh, come on. All right, see, no dice. You all would right. probably know him as Hair Sheriff. <laughs> <laughs> No, Der Commissar. Der Commissar. Yeah, that's what he would have been. Yes! Where is Barney? <laughs> I have noticed things. Otis lets himself into the jail cell. How would Floyd the Barber talk in Sherman? Because that would just be messed up. Would you like a trim? <laughs> Do you remember? I love the, the cast of characters on the show is great. They had the dude Ooh. always threw the bricks. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Threw the bricks. He always throw bricks. Uh-oh. I love you. Remember that guy? No, I don't. Yeah. I remember Otis the drunk. I remember Floyd. Otis the drunk would let himself into the jail cell, yep. and the, the because hook... he he knew he needed to be in the tank. That's right. He'd put so just incarcerate himself, in. himself, and then you had Floyd the barber. You had Aunt... <laughs> That's how he always talked. Uh, Aunt B. Yes. Uh, and you had Clara, whom you never saw. She was the operator. Remember, they'd pick yes. up the phone to ring and say, "Clara, I need to talk to the courthouse." Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, <laughs> great. Who else? Jim Neighbors was Goober. Gomer. Uh, Gomer was, was Gomer. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jim Neighbors was um, who George died. Lindsay. Yes. Well, George Lindsay just yeah. died. Uh, and then were there any others? There was uh, Mrs. Um, People that would come and go. The girlfriends. And then there were the, yeah, the, the hillbilly family. Do you remember? Oh, dude, I know the Darlings. The Darlings. The, believe it or not, the first. <laughs> the, the, the junk band. First radio station I worked at. They were from Salem, Missouri. Are you kidding? I kid you not. No one knows what that we're talking about. I know, I yeah. know. They were, but that, they also went on to the uh, the Beverly Hillbillies yes. as well. Okay, so bre- this breaking news. <laughs> break, break, breaking news. Breaking news. Andy Griffith. Andy Griffith died. Murder oh, suicide? No, not murder suicide. In fact, I don't know how he died. Um, um, 
It may have been a murder-suicide. It could have been well, was peacefully in his home. Is that what he said? They said they saw a wolf dog leaving the house. <laughs> no one said that. <laughs> All right, anyhow. Brought to you by Massengale. <laughs> All right, we should take a break. Yes. Oh, man. Yeah. Yep, and uh, come back in a minute, and all these people on the phone lines want to whistle. You can't do it. I'm sorry. Are you sure? Well, no, no. It's, a, it's it's too tonally pleasant. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to conjure up feelings of going down to the swimming hole with Dad and looking at his magazine. I mean, it'd just be inappropriate at this point. <laughs> Wait, going down to the swimming hole with Dad and looking at his magazine? Yeah, yeah. You don't see that. You ever see that? What is that? What's that down there? I just want to fish, Dad. No, what? you want to see this. What's she doing? Yeah, what's she doing with those three guys? <laughs> on that picture there in that magazine. You don't see that. This started off sincere. Yeah. Yes, it was. No. For, like, but if you let us keep going, it was just, by the end of this, we'll, we'll decide that we hate it. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we need to take a break. We'll be back to see where you are. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR.